Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here in snowy November, I assume. There is snow somewhere, right? Sure, and it's definitely November. Is it? It's December though, right? Yes. Why, why do you say it was November? Because you said it was November. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, you didn't. Cool, excellent. Right. Glad we got that figured out. Well, it's the Co-Optional Podcast here in September. We're occasionally talking about video games. <laughs> I may or may not be taking the piss. Uh, and Russ is wondering what the hell he's wandered into. Uh, I'm just wondering, Sweet baby Russ. Why would you bring the other train wreck guy to your wonderful professional stream as well? Uh, the other one was busy, so yeah. you know he's, he's got, got a very stuff to do. Yeah, what? I... what a weird thing to say. Yeah, well, we would have, but you know, <laughs> yeah. we have brought the more popular guy that doesn't put his webcam on, <laughs> but he's busy. He's got a jet setting lifestyle. At least we assume he does because we don't know his face, so he may very well not be on jets at all. We have no confirmation of that. It could we... be a serial killer. A serial killer. I mean, who even really knows? Cry is the Zodiac killer. It's true. It is. Oh my god! Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> confirmed by Russ. Cry it makes is... so much sense. I mean, we don't really know for sure that Cry and Ted Cruz are not the same person. Like, have you ever seen them in <laughs> the same is room? Ted Cruz confirmed. Cry confirmed. is Ted Cruz. It is Zodiac killer. You have no, You've I never. Like, seen... I like this. I'm I just like saying. Yeah. Highly educated people have said this. It's true. I read a dissertation on it. Uh, you wrote one? Read one. Oh, I thought and you wrote one. one. I was like, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to see what was more surprising to Jesse, the idea that you'd written a dissertation on the idea that you'd read something that didn't have weeb anime characters Oh, no, in no. It. The dissertation that proves that Cry is, in fact, the Zodiac Killer is all an anime. It's an anime. It's a, it's oh, a manga. It's oh. A manga. They did not manga pot last week. Well, wouldn't that be, oh it'd be a manga, right? That if would you read be it. the most amazing way to ruin my friendship with him because I know that he's making an anime right now. If I like made an anime just a little bit quicker than him and it was like, <laughs> yeah, killer. <laughs> like, sorry, I didn't ask for your likeness or anything. I just made this. You don't even well, need it. You this is the wonderful thing about Cry. You don't have to ask permission for his likeness. It could, it could be literally anything. Ask. Nobody knows what he looks like. So I could just, I could call him ply instead ply. like toilet paper original character do not steal yeah oc <laughs> you still know applies wood for a second here's the thing though if you don't know what somebody looks like and you try to ape their likeness does that mean that anything you try is their likeness by default or does that mean nothing that you try is their likeness i mean How would that we work? know what he sounds like okay Right. And we know his like online cartoony persona, like what that looks like, the mask and everything. So there fat. are things that you could like fucking there are there are things you could mess with, right? I, I was waiting I was waiting for that. There are things that you could fucking mess I was waiting, I couldn't figure out where you were going. Do <laughs> The, the, the naming scheme like, for the episodes just it's it writes itself that. like the first episode circle, is it's a square oh it's perfect it's perfect first episode is one ply then two ply then three ply <laughs> and it just gets it just gets more comfortable thickens. It, ah! <laughs> <laughs> i knew we brought you on for a reason mm -hmm. oh my god that's that's perfect that will never be topped it's a great moment great moment there classic Actually, my head you... cannon for cry has always been a beautiful black man though yeah i assume so I don't see why not. Like, and even if he's not, like, I think he is in our hearts, truly. <laughs> What's I've the always thought of Cry is like a very, like, disturbingly sick, like, 
not even like thin and short, right? Sort of like a an elf, like an elf on a shelf, right? <laughs> I've always thought of him as an elf on a shelf. Like he doesn't. Where does his or where do his organs fit in that body? That's kind of like, right? He's a little tiny, but he has the white head, so he's like a a Q-tip. He's like a walking, talking Q-tip. Right. Yeah. So I'm I cry, thought of him. Is what you're saying? No. Oh, <laughs> girl, you girl. <laughs> No, nah, girl. Where are you going with this? That's <laughs> a trap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just let you know. Let you know right now. I had to cut myself off because I was about to say I know where all the organs go in you, but I'm gonna just. <laughs> I'm, gonna pull, I'm gonna pull myself away. I'm, gonna pull myself. I'm glad that before that started to slip out of your mouth, you were like, "This is a mistake." <laughs> I realized it's very funny, so I had to let you know. Uh, I had to let I, you know, but I wow, that was you, way more than I, I I expected. You were going for the low, the low hanging like fat thighs joke, but no, 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 you went far, far further than that. Wow. No, I uh, I look, I I'm so sorry to my parents <laughs> watching. Hello, hi guys. The great, that's comedy gold right there. Sure, sure is. Yeah. Uh, can I also say, Jesse? Uh-huh. Please that tell me this is a stinging comeback. It's not. Oh fuck. It's it's like changing the subject a little oh, bit. Oh right. But I mean that was and I, because you. you and I are interacting right now. I figured Thank it was you. a good opportunity to like sure, yeah. switch that. Um, man, I'm like because you have recommended going to Machu Picchu so many times. Yo. I'm scared to go to Machu Picchu now that I've been to like the Colorado mountains. And oh, because you're having breathing trouble. Yeah, I got here and I was like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. And I felt like that all night. Every time I stand up, I immediately feel like I'm going to throw up. And I was like, what is that? And realized it was probably altitude sickness. It's finally starting to get better, but like it's taken about a day. Well, you yep. are horrendously unfit, which probably has a lot to do with it. There's also that. Every time I go up the stairs, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, But I will say this. You will be, after the week or however long you're there, you'll be like in the best shape of your life. You're like, I can do anything. You'll come back here. And you'll like go running on the beach. That's you'll just be like, I gotta do something with all this energy. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna take you up on that. Do you want to run on the beach with me? As when long I as we can film it in slow motion. Yeah. Okay, great. It's six, yeah, we'll call up some of our buds who film things. As long things. as we can. I'm sorry. Did you you were about to say slow motion at 60 fps, weren't you? <laughs> as if that yes. was the correct value. Well, normally you would film things at 60 and then you would slow them down to 30 in a video. Yeah, oh, no, we but that, that, would, that would make you a peasant, though, when it came to dealing with slow wow. mouth. You, you wow. just, not, not when it comes to real life video TV. No, You're not what, talking about this isn't no. a video game. <laughs> hey, the slow mo guys told me 2 million frames a second is the only way to do proper slow mo. 60 so, like, FPS? We're not doing nah. like a bullet ricocheting through a melon. I mean. Like, it's you us might running not on a be. beach in shitty slow motion to the Rocky theme. You might not be thinking that. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> the video you want is us running while like a bullet's fired from a while melon. a bullet <laughs> slowly <laughs> passes through a melon in the background in slow motion. Yes. <laughs> All right, you're right. That's a better okay. video. Uh, it's a far better video. This is why I run the show, we'll and you guys happen. are just guests. I am the man with the plan, no doubt about it. Russ. Who is immediately regretting his plan to come onto this show? Tell me about the video games that you've been playing this week. What's been going on? Oh man, um, it's been two weeks, but every time I look in the mirror, I can just see the color of my face just draining. But I've been playing a lot of Eve Online. That's what I've been sinking oh. a lot of my time into. 
Yeah. Does that mean what? that you know the story of the Keep Star? Do you know what's going on with that whole thing? Because I saw bits and pieces of Eve Online popping into the news again, which means something's happening. No, not exactly. I've kind of just been living my own world, serving my own corporation. I didn't even know that was like its own aspect of the game. It's just so in depth. Mm, apparently, it is. I, I, I don't know. I played, I played it for like a few months, and it's just like this is. I'm never gonna be smart enough to play this game properly. <laughs> That's how I felt too. That's why I uh, touched it for a minute and was like, oh, this is a spreadsheet game. And then I left. Yeah, definitely. It, it seems to have that moment where like everything seems to come together and click. And mm -hmm. then your eyes, you can see, you like, feel your di pupils dilate. And you're like, oh, I understand why people I play this game for food. years and years. Show me. <laughs> what, so what, sh what is your main role? What, what ships do you fly? Oh, I'm a um, really big production industrial nerd. Love people who get shot out of the air, which. Sadly, I guess my corporation's turning into that, which is just not going to be good because it's just going to be a bunch of Care Bears and people are probably not going to have a good time. I'm going to fit them into fighting ships and we'll see how that goes. I'm just going to shove people out there. You're going to be the, the merchant of death, as it were. Hopefully so, yeah. <laughs> yes. The Lord of War. The Nicolas Cage of EVE Online. So when you get like super deep into EVE... Do you feel like, you know, just, just, just blow past it, Jesse. <laughs> just blow past I know, it. I'm just, <laughs> you're okay. I gotta fight, I gotta fight you through can, it. You're going to be yeah. all right. So when you, when you play a lot of EVE Online, is it one of those games where it starts to just inhabit every thought you have? Like, do you see EVE Online when you're not playing EVE Online? I think it's starting to become that for me, at least just a little bit. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of times I'm just laying in bed. I'm just like, oh man, how can I? maximize my profits so it's definitely becoming a second job which is kind of scary yeah i mean we all pretty much do that with youtube anyway so it's not too far away from that yeah exactly but it's YouTube weird because so it's like scary. video games are my job but now this job is my video game wait how's that work out hmm. <laughs> Damn. Damn. it's deep man it's deep so the this the story that's currently going around at the moment and who knows how apocryphal it is considering it comes from eve is that there's a thing there's basically a death star in eve uh, i think they refer to it as the keep star and i, I think probably because it's a star keep or something i don't know just it's a sure. big ass fucking space station that you can build that costs untold billions of isk to to actually create um people love to translate that into real dollars even though there's no way that it would have ever been built with real dollars but apparently were you to build it with the money that you got from selling Plex, which is subscriptions, it would cost like a ten. It was a ten thousand dollar like space station or some shit. Jesus Christ! Yeah, which I mean that number is irrelevant because no one ever buys that shit that way. But whatever. And this thing is apparently almost unkillable. There's basically almost no reason to like own it. It's more of like a dick waving thing. But apparently, it is the only place you can dock Titans. Supposedly, it's oh, that wow. large. It's that fucking huge. And apparently these two big alliances have been trying to kill this motherfucking thing for ages. But there was a legitimate Return of the Jedi moment, either yesterday or, the, or a few days ago, whereby... They threw a Darth Vader into it? They threw an Emperor. My battle station is fully operational when your friends arrive moment. There was supposed to be a spy that would have disabled the defenses of the battle station. <laughs> wasn't it was a true end or moment the ewoks fucking failed the ewoks would just got beaten 
to death. That's not an Endor moment at all. That's that is an Endor. The opposite. It is. It's the opposite. It is the opposite of an Endor moment. The Ewoks are all fucking dead, and as a direct result, along comes the big fleet saying, "Ah, yeah, we're gonna." There's only certain times apparently that you can attack these things. There's like a window uh, where you're allowed to attack them and take them over. So they arrive, believing that the defenses are going to be down. They're not. And the fucking doomsday weapon of this thing fires repeatedly, just wiping out fleets with every shot. Like, it, from what I can tell from the screenshots of this thing, it's like a chain lightning laser that just bounces off ships and blows them all up. So it's like a Death Star laser on crack. So mm. these ships are blowing up left, right, and center. It launches millions of waves of bombers from its hangars which just wipe out so many ships and by the time they finally realize that it's a trap they've lost like a hundred plus ships and i'm just like that is the most amazing thing i have ever heard of ever happening i wish this game was actually fun <laughs> yeah it uh, like because that that sounds incredible but it's all all about reading it from the outside that i find interesting not participating in it yeah, it ends up being something like years of spreadsheets and you might just be able to be slightly involved in a epic story like that. But I think that's the best part of it is just the uh, meta stories that come out of everything. I think so. Have you ever been involved in, in an actual like real fight, like player versus player fight the in that economy game? Economy war and stuff like that. Um, the closest thing I ever like got close to that was uh, I used to run with the Reddit's uh, corporation called Dreadit. And, ah, um, that one, yeah. Yeah, they used to fly. <laughs> of course <laughs> it is. They used to fly uh, just random roams. You go around looking for people in your the wrong areas at the wrong time, blow them up all together. That was kind of fun. Yeah, you you said like I think they flew mostly like it was the goon idea, right? Where you just fly a cheap like fitted exactly. ship that's just yeah. fitted out with basic tier one shit that's that's expendable. You don't fly your expensive shit, and you just uh, I think the term was uh, where we win by blocking the barrels of the guns with the bodies of our dead. Like it was just <laughs> cannon fodder, basically. Uh, I I know that the goons are fucked right now in that game, aren't they? Because weren't they like dominant for a while? They took out Bob, and then apparently people got super pissed off and just wiped them and off the planet. Now they're just in their own little corner in Nullsec, Yeah, uh, sounds about right. I just love that in Eve that scamming is one hundred percent legit, and people yeah. can sometimes get away with absolutely just ridiculous ideas. Because yeah, that's that's why stories like this happen. Right, you know, because exactly. it's like, oh, we, to we totally have a spy that's totally going to take the shields and defenses down, and then he totally fucking doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then you, then you just get completely fucked. That was so Yeah, I think so that's good. what's so appealing about Eve is that they've, they really have developed a game that's like the Wild West in space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, very much a kind of economic Wild West. It's like, what if... Wait a minute, it kind of is. But what if everything was unregulated and everyone was just out to screw up over everybody else? But in oh, that's space! That's totally what that game is already, yeah. <laughs> Eve is like the anti-Star Trek. You know, Star Trek envisions a bold, progressive future where you know, people have put aside their differences to work towards a common goal and they get to do the things that they want to do as opposed to the things that they have to do. Eve is like, nah, bitch, you're going to have to do everything that we say in order to even have a chance, a chance at survival. Otherwise, you are nothing but a miserable drone. It's pretty rough. <laughs> but hey, there you go, Eve. Mm. Ah, Eve, yes. So, was, so what's been going on for like you in Eve over the last like week or so? What have you been actually doing? 
Um, well, the corporation I started maybe just started three days ago. So I'm just uh, just getting people recruited and uh, settled into their new little region area because that's a uh, one of the bigger aspects of these hauling cargo. I know yes. that doesn't sound, but that's uh, pretty much like Euro space truck simulator at that point. Going yeah, pick yeah, it's a lot of that. Yeah. There's a bit of a lot of that as well, isn't there? Because you can get totally like ganked while you're doing that. Oh yeah, there's no pretty much no safe space. You even if you're in the highest security, you can be blown up. They'll be blown up with you, but they only lost save like four hundred thousand when you lost like three point five million or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You can insure a lot of stuff, but not everything. So you don't lose everything whenever you die that's what i think some people who haven't played eve think that that's how eve works it's like oh well i'm never going to leave a station because i lose everything is that you don't you, you don't lose yeah. everything there is insurance but the no. pricier your shit is the less insurance covers so you do want to watch out for that definitely i did lose something expensive once in eve and i think i, I never never went back i, 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 my, say, I was that the breaking point for you uh it kind of was um i i got my first battle cruiser and I bought the, I think it was a Harbinger, um, Harbinger Battlecruiser. And me being like the idiot that I was, like I'd bought game codes to sell for Plex so I could not have to spend God knows how long mining. And I put a bunch of expensive tier one items on it. Uh, so there's like a few tiers. I think it goes up to, most of it's up to tier two, isn't it? And then there's some tier three ships in the game. I think Correct, that's how it yeah, works, right? Yeah. Tech two from yeah, tech tech two. Variants. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and tech two's affordable, but you need like a lot of skills to be able to use it. Like, so you need to train up all of these different skills. But a tech one, there's a ton of items that is like you see a base tech one ship, which is worth nothing. But then there's like much better versions of tech one ship that you can buy. That's like almost as good, if not as good as tier two, but it costs about a hundred times as fucking much. So I had a bunch of that on my battle cruiser and it got ganked at a gate. I was flying through some relatively no sec territory on the way to something. And there was a, uh, a pirate gang on the other side of the gateway and they locked me down and just blew me to pieces. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that, that stings. And then I learned never to fly expensive shit, equipped with expensive shit ever again. <laughs> Just Definitely. don't, just don't do don't, it. Don't fly what you're not willing to use. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Don't, don't fly what uh, anything you're not willing to have blown up. I do have a heavy assault, a hack cruiser somewhere. Yeah, and I, <coughs> I think it's a, I think it was in a Nullsec area that we did used to own, and I'm fairly sure we don't anymore. So I'm pretty sure I have a very expensive ship in hostile territory, and. I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get this out of here. <laughs> it's yeah. probably never going to be able to leave. It's just going to sit here. What happens in the game when, if you're in a ship and the ship gets blown up, like what happens when you die? You eject into a ship. little pod. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just known as a capsule. But that can also be locked on and blow up. And then your character actually dies and they lose uh, uh, pretty much really expensive uh, upgrades on them called implants, which increases your attributes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you, after making someone lose like a couple million, you can actually have them make them lose, you know, almost a billion in implants as well if you kill them as well. It's quite rude. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, potting is like considered, at least it was when I played it, it, it. Oh, you could do it, but it was considered a fairly dishonorable act. I don't yeah. know how, what it, right. how it is now. But that's, it's like it's killing like, a person with a white flag. Yeah. yeah. Or not bowing in Dark Souls or something like that. Right. Like, is there any benefit to potting someone these days? Or is it just um, to be a dick? 
just to be a dick, I think a lot of people do it now just for reputation saying, oh, I have X amount of kills under my belt. So they right. get hired for like mercenary groups and like that stuff like that. Yeah. Was, uh, the way that it works is you have a clone and you keep your clone, as long as you keep clone up to date, then your clone's going to have all the skills that you do right now. So when you die, you come, you pop back up and you've got your same talents. But it is possible, and people do make that mistake often quite early on, not to update your clone. And if I haven't you do, updated in a minute. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't and you die, you can lose all of the skills that you acquired. Because skills are acquired over time. Like, some skills can take weeks, months. Months, to, yeah. Yeah, months to train. Of real time. Yeah, it's, it's not like talents in WoW, where, like, you get a level and you instantly get a talent point. No, it's all time-based. So and it happens while you're offline as well. So you can lose those skills and have to redo them if you don't keep your clone up to date. So you gotta be a bit, bit fucking careful in that game about everything. Terrible analogy would be like building a sandcastle for maybe like two months and then some guy just comes over and kicks it over. Yeah, sounds about right. I, that's why I, I don't play it anymore. But to be <laughs> fair, like that's simultaneously the reason why other people do still play it because there is really not much like that. There is a really great, if you want to just go take a moment later and watch a video called Eve Online Territorial Maps 2007 to 2016. It's super interesting to watch oh, yeah, all the like slowly move and form and basically watch Goon Swarm just like move from like every corner of the map over the years. It's pretty interesting. Well, apparently like Goon Swarm just like collapsed from the inside in many ways. Someone posted a, uh, a nice little image uh to me uh which i i whether this happened who knows like the weird thing about eve is that almost all the stories could very well be propaganda to affect the game that's that the meta on the meta on the meta but this image is like apparently goons killed an ally titan titans are very very big very very expensive ships they're like about as expensive as you get because they thought he was i think a blood legion spy they thought this because he lived in the same state as someone from uh, as ELO Knight. Another state. Yeah, Holy which they shit. knew because Digital Ebola doxed him because that behavior is tacitly endorsed in the CFC. I don't know what half these things mean. Because goon leadership is full of disgusting creeps and their membership is full of drooling retards who will swallow the Kool-Aid that Blood Legion has so many spies that they can afford to put active Titan pilots into... SMA, which I'm going to assume is like the goon thing. And then the, the bottom is Goon Swarm 2014. What the fuck are you even doing? This message paid for by Dirty Dan of the Dixon Consuite Preservation Society, <laughs> Black Legion. <laughs> it's like, what? This is a video game. <laughs> this is a, a video game uh, where corps have a better ground game than the average political activist. Like, not even political activists, actual political party. Like, this is some serious, like, Pravda-level propaganda going on right here. It's incredible. It's amazing. I just love it that Corpse can actually hire people specifically for that kind of job of creating propaganda and recruiting and stuff like that. Yeah. You just have those, like, actual real-life social skills they can actually uh, translate into EVE. I just love of... the fact that real-life social skills are so rare that they're commoditized within Eve's player base. That's, <laughs> well, it's that's still in it, Momo. It's wonderful. It's wonderful in that way. But the it's it's also a bit disturbing that 
amongst some of the useful skills is doxing people and knowing where they are in real life. That may be going a yeah, step too far. I think. <laughs> Well, what, there was a story, and again, who knows if this is even true? Because it's even, even it's so. Sort of, I mean, for fuck's sake, you've had a had a goddamn expansion called Apocrypha. That should speak volumes. But one way or the other, the story was that when they when Titans were first being built, and there were very few of them, and they were very hard to kill, they wanted uh, these guys wanted to kill an opposing corporation's Titan, and they found out where it was. But before they found out where it was, they found out who flew it, and they got somebody to go to his neighborhood, and when they engaged the Titan, they got that guy with a pair of electrical shears to fucking cut the power to, to this house. guy's house. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that they could kill the Titan. Because he couldn't pilot at that point, and yeah. the Titan cannot be protected by a station. They can't dock anywhere. They're yeah. just always floating in space. <laughs> That's how ridiculous yeah. this game could be. What? Yeah. Whether or not that That's ever so happened, <laughs> I don't know. But it's that is just fucked up enough to be believable. And that's that's the scary thing about Eve, that that may very well have happened. It's entirely possible. Welcome to Eve Online. The actual Wild West. It's like... You but should... it leads into real life. Yeah, sometimes. but that's like it's a, a crime, scary. though. That's like a yes, real life. Yes, that's a real life crime. It's not like Wild West. That is a man. It's Wild oh, West, Jesse. That's Wild West. Espionage. It's just... It, stupid. Yeah, that is a level beyond ridiculous. Oh, my God. I, I think that <laughs> as soon as you log into EVE, instead of a tutorial, it should be just an hour of giant middle fingers in space rotating around your character for about an hour. And if I mean, you're I still there that. by the end of it, then you're ready for EVE Online. You're initiated. Yeah, indeed. This is when the guy get electrocuted. That was probably a bonus for the corporation. <laughs> if the Titan pilot got serious brain damage from electrocution, he wouldn't be able to fly the Titan anymore. Perfect, right? That's corporate warfare. That's horrific. Holy shit. His family will be reimbursed in ISK, no problem. <laughs> God damn it, Eve. Eve. <laughs> Eve. <laughs> no. Jesus. I'm glad Eve exists because if Eve didn't, then the kind of sociopaths that are into that stuff would be would like in other, other games, games more. To play? Yes. <laughs> in other games no, more than they just are. Just stay in Eve, please. Just keep Eve playing. Eve is a containment Eve. area. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm not going to log back into Eve. Someone can have my account. They can have my hack. And like, I actually had a lot of money on that account because I bought gold because I'm a piece of shit i bought it the legal way though not the plex. legal way. plex that plex yep go bought a lot of plex i bought plex when it was cheap you know i got a lot of my plex i cheated um there was a place in newcastle which was uh called hmv which used to be a big music and video and video game sort of place whether or not it still exists i don't know because it's a digital age it's probably shut down but they were selling these starter kits for eve that had 30 day plexes in them and they were selling them off for like the equivalent of five dollars a pop like super cheap so i just bought 10 boxes of those cashed in all the isk and had tons of money like so i just like i want to buy this i want to buy this and i'm gonna buy this oh i blew up it doesn't matter buy this buy this it was that was the best way who wants yeah. to play video games to actually progress that's bullshit right <laughs> yeah totally it's the american way pay to win pay to win pay to pay to get blown up and have your shit stolen more like it but hey 
What else have you been playing this week, Russ? I noticed a little bit of Space Station 13 was going on oh, last night. Space Station 13 is my jam. I've probably clocked in, I don't know, over 300 hours into that game. Which game is that? Um, It's, oh man, it's a game. It's hard to really describe, but it's just got so many assets or faucets We've to it. We've got time, Russ. We've oh, got do time. Have time. Hit me with it. Well, let me see here. The There's a subreddit, and they describe it really well, but essentially what you do is you're trying to survive your shift on a space station okay. but um pretty much along i'm going to read this description that reddit has but along with the fulfilling your job's duties you will be tasked to keeping the station in order running smoothly in the face of attacks of sabotage from traitors crew members cult members revolutionary space wizards and another uh, a host of other dangers found in deep space and it's just um a lot of it uh, is referenced or inspired by um star trek and stuff like that and uh like uh, the alien references, um, can't remember who exactly did that now, uh, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of like a, almost like a roguelike multiplayer game that's tile based, and it's just filled with a lot of depth and a lot of silliness and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's been in development for a long time, right? Like it was one of the OG survival games. Yeah, this game has been around for fourteen years, I think, and <clears throat> it's just oh. weird that people continually like just pick up the code and work with it and add stuff to it yeah it's got some uh very dwarf fortress like aspects to it like it's the whole the whole losing is fun thing i believe is like a real part of it definitely and rounds can end up being like two hours long but you'll die in the first 10 minutes and then have to wait another hour and 50 <laughs> minutes to do anything about it which doesn't sound particularly enjoyable but you know, a lot of uh a lot of people are really into the whole idea of there's so much that I could do here. Uh, the game supports yeah. so many different actions. And uh, yeah. it's kind of like what that game does. I think the most intriguing part to me of that game is um, all the jobs inside the station. There are no real NPCs except for maybe like pets, like a dog or something like that. But all the jobs in the station are ran by actual people. So it ends up being like 50 people to a server per game kind of thing. Yeah, that that that's crazy. You can't be a dog. Is that not that's one thing? Dog is if you if you die and you become a ghost, you can possess the dog essentially. Hell yeah, oh, there you dog go. life. There you go. That's Little what I corgi want. named Ian running around. It is a it's a very uh, elderly looking game. Let's just put it that oh, way. It's been yeah, in development it, for a long fucking time, and you can tell. And it's on some vague engine called Bion, which I've heard no one's ever heard of. I that's that is very interesting. I wonder if any other games do have that. What Bion engine? Jesse, I don't even know how you, you spell look, that. Jesse, you look like you are filled with like a weird childlike glee, and I just I just want to ask what it is that's making you so happy right now. I think it's so cool that Russ loves games that looks so fucking boring like everyone can love a game everyone i love loves, meticulous games i don't know yeah everyone loves their own thing and i just like you have a real it's not like you're bullshit yes you have a real enjoyment i'm looking at this game like i can't figure out what the fuck this game is but you're like and you can become a ghost and then it goes becomes a dog and i'm like <laughs> all right i get why you get it i get why you enjoy it i'm just like i don't understand what the shit is happening <laughs> like yes. from this to eve to all that stuff like it's your jam. I get it. I get it. Except I don't. Have <laughs> <laughs> you played uh, Shenzhen IO yet? I don't know what that is. You should play it. I don't know if that's the sort of like 
finicky shit that you would enjoy but it's it's like a circuitry programming game oh that's super cool now you sparked my interest see (laughs) yeah sounds pretty fun these yahoos were making fun of me for thinking it was so fun yeah we're anti-intellectual like that (laughs) (laughs) you sound like the sort of person that will play rim world is that true Sorry, say it again. You sound like the sort of person that would play RimWorld or something. RimWorld, like yeah, I've I've put some hours into RimWorld as well. That I mean, this thing is, is I play RimWorld. I'm just like, this doesn't have enough depth for me, and then I go end up playing. <laughs> oh Wars. Jesus! It's just like that, yeah. <laughs> so you want more things? You want as many things as possible to have to try and keep track of? Oh well, I mean, not keep track of. I just just the in depth uh, depth of it all just always gets to me. I don't know why. Um, going back to like Space Station Thirteen, you can play as an atmos- uh, as- atmospheric engineer technician, and pretty much all you do is you play with gas all day. But you can end up being the most deadly person because you can fill the entire station with like poisonous, toxic gas that is very ignitable and stuff like that. Why would is you it, do that though? Yeah, because, because you're a piece reason? of shit. That's what I would do. Yeah, exactly. There are, there are definitely <laughs> griefers in the game, but out of like the 60 people that are working the shift, 10% of them are turned traitor and they have their own objectives that they need to uh, complete, oh. which turns into like a trouble and terrorist town kind of uh, scenario. Yeah. Those, so, that kind of shit is fun. And so if there's all these explosion coming up and then security comes up to you. So obviously you try to lie to them. It's like, no, these, this didn't happen. I'm just on fire for no reason. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It was bug, maybe a bug in the game. I don't know. I just caught fire. It's weird. It, it just happens. Yeah. Um, I've, I've started to like mentally get deep into the planet coaster pit. Um, oh. we had, we had Dan nerd cubed on the show and he was talking about how like hyper specific he got with that game and i finally started playing it and i'm trying to make an entire park that's all dragon ball themed oh my god and sign me the fuck up i'm I'm starting to get like too deep into it because i i used like the shapes and things that are available inside of the game to make a first aid hut that looks like vegeta's face (laughs) um and then i put dragon balls inside of like a little moat but then around the moat is a water ride and we decided, okay, let's turn this water ride. Let's make this water ride look like Snake Way from like the first arc right. of Dragon Ball Z. And there just aren't the right shapes to be able to do it the way I want. And now I'm like, okay, obviously some people are using other programs to model things that they want and then porting them into the game. So like, what programs could I get to make like the side scales that I need in order to have this actually look like Snake Way? It's getting like too deep. Like, Are you starting to learn like, like fucking dude. Blender and 3D Studio Max and shit like that? Because that's an actual real skill you could use if this whole YouTube <laughs> thing goes to hell. I'm just saying. I'm just that's like, a real okay, job. Like the underbelly scales, right? Or like the underbelly bits of the snake. But then when you look at the pictures, the side scales are like a crosshatch design. And we were trying to like use like the square, but the squares are all flat and you can't bend them at all. And I was like, this isn't working. This isn't, I have to. I have to use something else. Oh, I have to like make the shape I need and then port it into the game. That's the only way I'm going to be satisfied with this thing. I like, I just, I completely rage quit it because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to make it the way that I wanted it to be because I really want, I really want it to be that you have the the front snake head that at, at the very beginning of snake way is what you walk into to get on the ride. And then like a big pagoda around it. And then you get on the ride and then you're on snake way. And it's just, 
it's not going to happen unless I start, unless I start getting deep into other programs in order to bring them in. I'm like, I don't know. Do I want to do this to myself? Man, Dodge Alone's 3D Studio Max would be an amazing 500 part series. <laughs> I do love the idea of Vegeta being the uh, medical hut, though, because when people show up, he's just insulting you for getting hurt. You literally walk into his screaming mouth in order to get medical care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you go into the into the Steam Workshop, y'all, anybody who's watching right now, it's the very first thing I've ever put up on the Steam Workshop. You can have a Vegeta head all your own for like I'm six. Subscribing days. right now. <laughs> oh man, so. it, I wish I enjoyed Planet Coaster as much as other people are enjoying Planet Coaster. I the I have run into a serious problem with that game immediately in that I hate the way that paths are made. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm not a the code, yeah, the I absolutely like agree too. with that. I I despise it to the point where I actually don't want to play it. Like it was, um, it reminded me of when Chris Sawyer remade Transport Tycoon as a game called Locomotion, and Transport Tycoon is one of my favorite games ever. Oh, um, I love Open TTD. Yep, it's wonderful. Although I have to say, I've become less enthusiastic about Open TTD because I now have the knowledge that I didn't have that people are better than I will ever be at it. And that yeah. pisses me off now. Whereas back <laughs> back when it was Transport Tycoon Deluxe and the internet wasn't really a thing, I didn't know that people were this good. I didn't know that people right. were creating like 40 to 60 track rail systems with complex and perfectly aligned signaling and everything like that. I didn't know that people were making untold billions of dollars in that game. I was just happy trotting along with a few different little like one track train routes where it goes like backwards and forwards backwards and forwards i had some planes and i had some buses and trucks and everything was cool and then i look at what they do online I'm like there is no point in me ever playing this again because you <laughs> you are all now too good and this is awful and now i hate the game and i'm like and it annoys me because i shouldn't it's so irrational but when compared to those people they are so fucking good at it i'm just like what's the point i'll never be like that What's the I feel point? that way about certain game types too. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's more common than uh, I think. But back to the point, when he remade Locomotion, he took the what was a really good road and rail system that was very easy to use that was just kind of a drag and drop kind of system that was just real easy to use, absolutely perfect. And he changed it into the system he used for Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is the bit where you have to click the button to build each part and like to change the direction it was horrible and i'm like fuck this no 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 this is why i did not like uh roller coaster tycoon because of this. this is why i like that theme park yeah theme park was way better because of you know it wasn't anyway it was complicated but building the roads and the paths and the coasters was much easier and then i go to planet coaster and i run the same fucking problem it's like oh no i i was looking forward to this game and then i ran into that and i hate it i hate the pathing so much that I can't enjoy it. I just hope I hope it gets modded. That's all I can say. I, I, can I if, if it does. Can I ask a question? You can try. Do, I mean, I'll I'll work on it. Mm. Um, do you ever feel that way about competitive games? Because I think that it's funny, like that you create a competition for yourself. Like this isn't Even a competitive when there isn't game, one. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like look at what other people are doing and you immediately feel competitive, even yes. though it isn't a competitive game at uh -huh. all. 
Like, do yeah. you feel that way with fighting games ever? Or with fighting games, definitely. do you kind of rise to the competition because you can actually fight other people? Uh, yeah, I think it's because it's because matchmaking lets you do that. Like, there's certain games that intimidate me now so much because I'm, like, so immersed in the esports scene of it that I can't really play them anymore. Like, StarCraft is the biggest example of that. Like, StarCraft terrifies me. Outside of co-op mode and doing, like, the little arcade games, because I, you know, literally fucking hang around with the best players in the world and see them play on a weekly basis, I'm just like, what is the fucking point? I'll never even touch this. The weird thing is that if I wasn't so immersed in the esports scene, I'd be fine just, like, uh, tottering around in Gold League or whatever. Uh, but if I play, like, a first-person shooter or a fighting game, matchmaking, assuming there's a big enough community, makes sure that whoever I'm coming up against is not so insurmountably difficult to beat that I feel like I've got a shot. Um, you know, even with a fighting game, if I'm playing someone way, way better than me, I could probably still get a few hits in. And I feel okay with that. Like, I, okay, I lost. Yeah, but I hit him. I know. Got a got a couple of hits in there, right? That's... He didn't shove my face in the ground too hard. Yeah, he he didn't double perfect me. You know, I kicked him in the face. I I I did a I did a sure you can, and and uh, like I hit him. I mean, it was chip damage, but I hit him. That's damage. That counts. Um, but w there's some games, like StarCraft, where you don't you couldn't you can't even get the hit in. Like if you play someone way better than you at StarCraft, the skill gap is so big that you you don't even kill the unit. Like it's it's just embarrassing, and it's it's. But I think that yeah, I do translate that to uh, to other games, and I'm gonna, about to get a little bit uh, gonna get a bit philosophical on your asses for a second right here. Okay, all right, uh, hit us. He has a little bit of uh, encouragement for people via the me via the means of depression. Um, here's the thing, right? People think, oh god, my life sucks. Oh, I'm not good at anything or whatever, and. A lot of that is down to the internet because on the internet you're comparing your raw footage to everyone else's highlight reels because the only thing that you ever see on the internet is people doing their absolute best looking their absolute best uh you know showing off their talent which is like way above the level of everybody else and you come to this point where you assume that everyone else must be just so much better than you and that you must be so shit at everything and in reality that's that's just absolutely not true and that even apply that applies to any part in life, including video games. You see some guy getting 20, 25 kill streaks in COD or whatever, and you're like, oh, I suck. I'll never be like that. I you know, I only have like a one-to-one -one kill ratio or whatever. Yeah, you're watching a guy that does nothing but play COD every day for his job for like five to ten years straight. Of course, of course he's way better than you. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it doesn't mean that you shouldn't enjoy and you can't enjoy that level of play it does yeah it doesn't mean that your effort and enjoyment has no value no that's absolutely 100 percent true and it's sometimes really easy to fall into that when you are you know when you are online as much as we are when you spend a lot of your time online it's really easy to to say look i'm never gonna be as good as that person so what's the point you know what's the point but it's important to find joy in your own experience because really like the especially when it comes to stuff like you know planet coaster and anything that's not competitive the only thing that matters is whether or not when you're finished doing your little building that you thought it looked pretty cool don't go compare it to anything else like you know your little theme parks its own little worlds no one else has to see it no one else has to evaluate it just enjoy what you made but i really want to see snake way <laughs> I'm gonna work on it, Russ. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Good.
Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it is a thing with competitive gaming, though, but I, I think, you know, weirdly enough, as much as like I miss dedicated servers a lot, and we could still have those, matchmaking is actually really important because it will let people compete on a relatively even playing field. If you don't have that, you just get crushed. It's like, it's like trying to get into Brood War right now. It's like, I'm going to go play on the Fish server, which is where all the active Brood War players still are. Oh, okay. Um, bend over and spread them because you are going to get fucked for years before you even kill a fucking zealot. That's that damn good. It's not, and that just isn't, that's not fun. <laughs> like, it takes a special kind of person to be able to deal with that. Jesse's been making such a wide range of facial expressions for this entire time. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I finally, you know how sometimes when we have conversations about games that Dodger is not interested in, and she goes on like an adventure <laughs> head, like a head adventure. I had that, but it was like, I was trying my hardest to follow along, and I just couldn't. It was like eighth grade math class all over again. I was like, but we've talked about like three or four different games, and you've been like that all of them. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. What happened been, to you? You've been out here, and I've been like behind you guys, like wait up, wait up for me. Oh, but you'll Jesse. get to. It doesn't matter that you don't get to the top of the mountain first. It only matters that you attempted the climb. Yeah, and, and I got there with a smile on my face. And didn't fall to your death. The end of this with a big old smile. He blacked out for the whole trip, but when he got to the top, he was like, oh, shit, I'm at the top. Hey, this place is pretty great. Coming in last in a marathon race is better than 99% of people do by just sitting on the couch watching the marathon race, you know? Doesn't matter if you came in last, you still, like, achieved still more than... Still did the marathon. You did the marathon. Most people didn't. So yeah, come in last at the marathon. Oh, do no. Marathons aren't any fun. Do you want to talk about a game that you played? <laughs> Will it make you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> can we get a Happy Meal? Can we... <laughs> we can. can we happy meal? If you behave on the way, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, hey... Can we talk about Final Fantasy for a minute? Sure, a minute. <laughs> this um, game? The answer is no, we can't, because you're about to talk about a Square game. We're going to be here for a while. This game has everything I've ever wanted. I couldn't tell you if it's good or not. I'm literally stuck in... I just think I hit Chapter 4. Chapter 4 after a week. I have done maybe 20 hours of this game, and I'm at Chapter 4. I don't know how many chapters are in this thing. All I know is these are things I've experienced so far. One. I got a chocobo named Little Chub, made him pink. <laughs> All right. All two. Right. Two. I had a scene where Noctis and Prompto, the, the blonde-haired, like, boy that every person loves. Yeah. I'm sorry. A, I'm sorry. Did you just call Noctis Imprompto? Noctis Imprompto. Oh, okay. All right. That, that makes a little a scene more sense. on a roof where Prompto opens up to you about how he's, like, he's he's different from all the others and Noctis you have the option to like comfort him and it's basically they're gonna get it on scene I was like <laughs> go on there is there it, also Prompto he takes photos of people for some reason only takes photos of the tall like buff dark haired dude 90% more than everyone else so I'm like oh oh there is nonsense things that have happened where I've been in a fight with weird wolf animals 
and then Imperial troops drop from the sky from a dropship, and then they summon more animals, and then animals respawn. So it's like a five-way fight. It's insane. I have gone on a date with my best friend's sister, who is trying to bang me while I'm in the process of meeting my future wife. <laughs> this game has it all. Also, Cindy, who is basically like boobs the video game character like when you go to get your gas filled up in your car to place she does the full like wash your car but her oh tv it's the greatest game ever made my man and i don't i barely played it i've played 20 hours this game and i've like just scratched the surface it is everything i've ever wanted in a final fantasy it is so good um, I don't know how to describe this nonsense. It's so good. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly play it because, you know, at least one website has claimed that the whole game is horribly sexist, you know, despite it literally being as close to yaoi fan fiction as it possibly could be and blatantly appealing to trendy. women. Everything about it, like, if you're looking for something in this game, you will find it. If you want to have, like, the fantasy that these characters bang when they go, like, there's, whenever they go to some inns, Prompto's like, yeah, shower time. Like, <laughs> There's, there is, but but then, why does this game appeal to straight white men, Jesse? Uh, because every woman in this game is like, hey, my outfit is basically a fantasy trope of some guys. Like, it is, everything about this game is wonderful. Wonderful, TB. It's wonderful for it's, everybody. Is this a game where people can come together right now? Uh, it. I think this is what's, this is going to save 2016, guys. This is it. Like, <laughs> that's um, a tall order. going to do it. But I will say, I haven't played the game yet, but I do know that when Sam finished the game, his entire chat and him, all of them were crying. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, the game was like is... so good, apparently. I have straight up like fallen back in love with Square and I've had to the point where I look for opportunities to just play for like a few minutes a day. I'm like, even if I can't do it right now, I gotta like jump in and do something because if there's a... I don't know. It's just it at its core. If you if you are like, it's stupid. Like at its core, it's a stupid game. But man, is it entertaining as hell. And I cannot even express to you how happy I am that I like there's stuff to do. And it's real talk. I don't know if this is true, but someone in my chat when I the very first day I played was saying that apparently Squeenix had all their dev teams sit down and play Witcher 3. Okay. Mm. I'm looking at the map, very, it, and I'm thinking, yeah, it, this looks a bit similar. It very much feels that way. It feels like someone sat down and said, how can we port the Final Fantasy experience, Final Fantasy experience into like a Witcher 3 skeleton kind of deal? And that's what it feels like. It really feels like that. It's much different than any other Final Fantasy i played, but it's... Open world, but not open world enough that you're just like lost and like, what the shit do I do? It's a little overwhelming at first because the map looks so big, but the minute you get into it, you're like, oh, this isn't that big at all. It's just, okay, I see what I got to do. And then you can just go around and explore and have fun. It's it's a different, if you think this is Final Fantasy, like the last 14 Final Fantasies have been, you're wrong. It's totally different and really bizarre and weird and uh the most anime Final Fantasy I've ever played. It's like the Dodger game that she should be playing. You should be playing it, really. Because you don't even know. You don't even know. There's moments where some of the most ridiculous things happen. And you're just like, only in a game 
that didn't take itself so seriously, but at the same time was a serious, like, it's a weird game. It's about four friends who are like on a road trip, but the road trip is like, we have to save the world. So it's like, oh, it's such a weird, such like a, a modern Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's it a sense. weird game. I can't even, I'm having a blast. I'm having so much fun and I'll just end it there. Go, go buy it. I'm watching you run around failing to do anything to this boss at the moment. It's, it's, it's oh, no, oh my God. This boss, uh, what you aren't hearing right now is all the audio where I'm literally screaming my ass off because there's a objective here, which is you have you to destroy the drums. fire. Yeah, you have to destroy the fire uh, drums or the drums with the oil drums with fireball. But the fire spells in this game, the way they work is you throw it like a bomb instead huh. of just casting it. So I have to line up the shot get him to stand on it long enough for me to throw the fire at him. So the entire time I'm like, fuck, fuck ass, this fucking, and I'm like, this guy's so stupid, god damn it. Yeah, so that's the audio you're missing from this footage of me oh. losing my mind. But I eventually do it, and it pays off, because everyone's like, you Let's just get forward and see if, he, see if he's telling the truth. Oh, yep, maybe. Is it dead? Is it dead yet? Oh, I think you're a little ahead dead. of us. So, yeah, so what happens is everyone in chat's like, dude, you can kill this thing. You can just... You just attack it. Just attack it. And I'm like, no. If I, the objective says throw a fireball, this is like for AP points in a tutorial. I'm doing this, and it happened. And I was like, holy shit! So I had like a moment of just freak out, and I was really excited. So it's cool. It's cool. Except for that one moment where I was really pissed. <laughs> but the but the lead up to that, the thing that's cool is the lead up to that moment is a dungeon where you have to avoid that guy ah. because he's a giant killer monster that if you fight him so you're sneaking through and you're going like metal gear solid style which is an interesting choice for a game Neat. like final fantasy so it's yeah it's a it's a hell of an experience is it still just you and your like three friends sneaking around or is it just Here's the thing i so far only have those friends but i've been told you get other characters later in the game again i'm on chapter four and the story just picked up in chapter three to like, it caught up to where the movie is, where Kingsglaive the movie was. So, and Kingsglaive is the intro. So straight up, I think I've just done intro stuff, but there's so many side quests and it, like hunts you can do and, and side stories and you can fish and you can take photos and you can do all sorts of things, all the different leveling. But I'm chapter four, level 36. The story hasn't even really started. I don't even have my first summon. I haven't <laughs> summon. I, I'm just in. I'm in this world. Like fuck it, let's go explore, man. So, I think it's pretty cool so far. But give me time. Let me beat it first, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I want like as much as as the things that you're pointing out that you love so far. Just like oh, it's got like goofy, fun, great stuff in it. I can't wait for you to finish the story and then tell us how you feel about the story. I mean, I think, I think the thing they're doing well, and I said this when I first played it is they've created a relationship between these characters that is more than just like, my name's shade man and I'm an assassin and I'll go with you on your adventure because I need to also kill Gorgameth, the, de the depaler. And if you, if you go kill him, I'll go kill him too, which is every RPG ever. Right. They have, it's, it's, these guys are all friends from the beginning. So there's more, not only at stake, but there's more like relationship between the two or between the four of them. So at least it like, it is a different feel and vibe to it. And every one of them has their own trope. Like Prompto's the wild one. And, and Ignis is like the, the stuck up one. The other guy, he's the buff dude. And 
And the prince is like, I'm the slacker. And they all have their own roles, but they all sort of <laughs> mesh together. I don't know. I love it so far. Which one's the bad boy and how do I get his number? Oh, my God. <laughs> the bad boy? Uh, Gladio might be the bad boy. He's He's tough and buff and he's like, hey, hold on. He'll stop he's you in combat. He's the best looking, let's be real. When you go to fight him, he'll stop you in combat and be like, bro, let me tell you how to do this. And you're like, <laughs> well, all right then, boss. Spot me, bro. Also, shout out to the internet who already made gender-bent versions of the four lead characters. Well, of course. So what now, else are they going to do with their time? They're yeah. like sexy lady versions of the heroes, but they look disturbingly similar. So it's like, hmm. Right. So yeah, I will leave it at that and say it's definitely a fun experience, but... I could not even tell you what the fuck. I don't know what the story is. The story is literally like, what do we do now? That's where I'm at. I'm at the what do we do now moment of the story. This is like in Star Wars when Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen are killed and Luke's like, what do I do now? That's where I'm at in the story. I'm in the first 20 minutes of Star Wars. I'm literally, I have not even started. So yeah, that's what do we do now? We Good go question. pee. We go for a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about the games we've been playing this week. You watch the co-optional podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast. Uh, Dodger, what's with this teleportation bullshit? I'm just hoping to show you all aspects of the cabin throughout the podcast. Although, I probably yeah. won't move again because that's you have a pain. A, you have a couch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because before God. I was in like the living area and I found out everybody was grabbing groceries and I was like, oh shit, I need to not be in the kitchen then because y'all are going to. Now you're in the dying be area. Be as fuck. So yeah, I'm in like the rec room, I guess. Is it where you get wrecked while playing <laughs> video games? <laughs> Jokes are not part of our remit. They occasionally occur, but only by accident. Mm -hmm. And they're never funny. No, they're Ever. not. No. Happy little accidents include the Oculus Rift touch controllers, which just arrived today. That's uh, a happy little accident. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of a happy little accident that they arrived today because they weren't supposed to arrive for like a week. So I'm, I'm actually really uh, I see. Ha happy I they arrived. I thought you meant like the creation of them, and I was like, well, I mean, that's a really intense accident. I mean, it might, that might also be true as well. I have no idea if they intended to go with this from the very start. I mean, this, it's probable that these damn things were uh, made just because of the vibe or whatever, but I don't know what the production process of them is. So I'm just basically making things up at this point. Uh, we can unbox live on the show. Woo! Wouldn't that be, like, not in any way thrilling? Uh, let's do that. Um, I'm excited to get these because there's been a lull in good VR games ever since VR came out, because the vast majority of VR games are shite. Um, we're currently mirror image. Let's see if I can... Can I fix that? Is that, is that, a, is that a thing I can do? Oh Probably. God, I'm so excited for a live unboxing right mm. here oh, on the Co-Optional God, it's so right fucking thrilling, here. isn't it? Holy I fuck. hope I get some ASMR. I, oh I, my I, God. I, can, I, can, I can do it. I, I, X going... Oh, my God. oh no, no, no. This was wrong. This isn't... No, no. I'm, I'm upside down. I'm fucking upside down now. God, no, no, no. Wrong. No. Yes. There. There we go. Cool. You can... You're doing great, TV. This is... Hey, there you go. All right, yeah. I'm so tingly. Yeah, I'm excited because, you know, VR for, like, for months has been kind of shit. Um, really because a lot of stuff has been coming out for Vive, and, you know, Vive is very easy to develop for, and as a result, people are like, oh, yeah, I can totally just, like, flip a few Unity assets or whatever, and 
that's a that's now a VR video game, and it's all terrible. Um, and as much as I don't like the timed exclusivity shit that um, Oculus is pulling, everything they've brought out under that has been good, and they have been pushing a bunch of stuff. And with the touch, there's the new game. Uh, I think Jesse, you might have played it uh, a few months ago. Uh, the one with the wizards. It comes with that, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, there's a thing called Dead and Buried, which is a really cool-looking sort of zombie game. Um, there's a there's a couple of magic games where they, they of course, there's Giant Cop is coming out. Um, they just brought out, and I think this is uh, this is compatible with Vive as well, uh, which is cool because then you know uh, it's not a case that only half of us get to play it or whatever. Not that that's true because of the revive thing, but um, it's called Arizona Sunshine. And it's supposed to be a really fucking good zombie shooter. Like, there's a lot of those on VR already, but this one in particular is supposed to be exceptionally good. And Super Hot VR, I believe, is scheduled to come out this week if it's not out already. That's going to be so intense. I looked at the trailer <laughs> for that, and it was mind-blowing. Like, you can catch guns in the fucking air with your hand as they fly. Uh, so we, we, here's box, here's box. Um, man, I don't know how people are talented enough to do this uh, for real money. Uh, there's the box. So it, it comes with an additional camera, uh, cause you like, cause there's now a lot of movement. You need more than the one camera that comes with the set. Uh, these are the controllers. They are real fucking unusual. Um, so in terms of how you hold them, uh, yeah, I assume I'm doing this the right way. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's actually real fucking easy. So you've got the button on the side there that you could operate probably with your uh, either your second or your third finger. I'd probably I'd probably use your third because then that opens up your second to use the top. There's uh, two ah. buttons on the top there as well. Oh. Two sticks, two analog sticks uh, that go exactly where your thumb is. And then you've got B and A buttons. What looks to be I I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know if you can see it. Don't buy Razer Stargazer webcams. They're shite. Um, this, that, you see that little circle that was next to the BNA? I don't know if that's, like, touch compatible or something. It's possible that that's, like, a, a Vive-style touch trackpad. I don't know if that's true. And then you've got the Oculus Home button. Um, the, I'm trying to figure out exactly why there are big circles like this. Because if you compare it to, alright, I do have one of these. It's not great in anything in the process. I mean, it's a lot smaller than the Vive controller, as I think you can probably clearly see. But the Vive controller also has a cir circly thingy, which makes me think that that's important somehow. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly why. No, nah, um, I couldn't tell you. Reduces drag when you move it through the air as fast as you can. Ah, uh, that's, that's how you yeah, do it. I thought it was like for blowing bubbles through later or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's, yeah. That was, that's it. That's yeah. the reason. Once uh, you break the controller, there you yeah. go. The bubble that's one. Is, like, these weigh a good 30% less. Uh, they're obviously a shit ton smaller, so they'll be a little easier to store. So far, the reports of them, obviously, I haven't tried them yet, are good. Uh, the people have you, have you, uh, do they still have the two triggers that you uh, under, yeah. under, one, under one on top, one on the side. Because when I when I played with those last time, it was like it, they're great. Here's the only problem I have is the games they come with, and you'll you might experience this. And I'd love to hear what you say. Uh, every time I play with those, I get so into the game that my fingers would tense up and thus cause me to pull on triggers and things that I wasn't supposed to, and it felt like there was superfluous buttons that were like in the way. There's definitely not superfluous so buttons now. I was doing. 
I mean, there, there might even be too few. Like, I'm looking at it. You've got your analog sticks, top trigger, only one side trigger on each, and then two face buttons on each in what is possibly a trackpad of some sort. Uh, yeah. Which, compared to what you have available on the Vive controller, um, is actually... I keep forgetting, because I haven't used these in a while, is technically more. The Vive controller actually has a, has a side button, which is actually not... I don't like the side button on the Vive controller. It's actually got two side buttons that you can kind of squeeze together. It has the trigger, which is that one right there, and then you've got the big owl face pad, which can be either a trackpad or mm. it can be used as a quadrant-based clicky. So you can like uh, emulate up to four buttons with it. Uh, and then you've obviously got the motion sensitivity. Uh, so it's a bit of a different design. Uh, and then there's a, uh, there's a little, comes a little box on the side which says touch. I don't know what's in it exactly. Probably batteries. Probably shouldn't be ripping it like that. Um, yes, it, it's got bat. It's got this thing. Um, okay. The fuck is this for? Uh, oh, it's oh, a, the memory card. This is the yes, yes, the memory card slot. A full sixteen <laughs> megabytes of memory yeah, on this. Uh, the, the Rumble Pack, right? Uh, naturally, yes. That's what the, that is. Yeah. Well, it's the expansion pack. You got to put it in, otherwise you can't play uh, whatever the fuck game used that. But it's for Rock Band. Wind jammers. What? Uh, this is for Rock. It, you see, I don't know if you can read. Probably not. Stupid. No, I can't see it. Just, I mean, it's black on black. That doesn't help. It's it's Rock Band branded. Um. It said on the box something about playing VR Rock Band that you needed also a controller for that. I don't know what kind of Rock Band controller would work with this. Microphone, perhaps? I was going to say, maybe a microphone is supposed to go in there? Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is some sort of trans... Uh, if it's a... Tr it can't be a transmitter. It's got no input whatsoever on it. Uh, these are batteries that come with it. Uh, to learn more about the Rock Band VR... Uh, oh, it's... It goes into the controller in some way. I'm looking at the... Somebody said you can stick it to the back of the guitar and hold the touch on the guitar. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, you can also put it sideways and it goes here. I don't know why you would do this, but according to this little diagram you do. Huh. The fucking what? Perhaps uh, it's a capo for your guitar, maybe. Maybe. Um, This manual is tiny. Uh, it just says connector for Rock Band VR guitar controllers. Uh, incidentally, I will absolutely fucking lootly play Rock Band VR. That sounds like an incredible idea. I love Rock Band. Oh my god, Band. you guys, we're gonna have the best band ever. Oh uh, yeah, we only need four Oculus Rifts to do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what it's compatible with. I wonder. If, I doubt it's compatible with my old Rock Band stuff. I think the last Rock Band uh, things I bought was for Rock Band One for the Xbox 360. I think. I have doubts that that stuff will work. Uh, so I'm curious. I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, that was a box of controllers. All right. Uh, <laughs> Good unboxing TV. There you go. Great. You know, people, people actually do this for millions of viewers for a living on YouTube. If you can believe it, it truly Thank is the you. end of our civilization as a media entity. I remember when I was still uh, hosting for Polaris, um, one of the biggest channels in the maker network in general was a channel where like a preteen essentially opened up toys. Evan Tube HD? Yo. Maybe. I know. I, I a lot did of channels like that. Kid, and I was like, well, that's a nice little sweet kid. He's cool. And I went to go look up his channel. Dude has like 8 million subs. He's maybe 11 years old. All he does is open up toys. And I was like, fuck, I should have been doing that. Like, oh. Right? 
like, I didn't realize that so many, and, and like his, the thing that blows my mind is his demographic is really young. Like it's really young kids who want to watch him open up toys. And I'm like, I'm, that, that, things, that makes a lot of sense. Like if you yeah. think about it, it makes a ton of sense because toys are expensive. And yeah. obviously, you know, kids get a relatively small allowance usually, unless they're overly privileged assholes. And they turn into overly privileged assholes. They're giving them too much money when they're young. That's oh, a bad sure. idea. They got to learn to manage it. They got to learn to manage that I stuff. I I didn't get to have any money. I just had to like work on the farm, and then sometimes my mom would take me to Suncoast, and I'd get a Dragon Ball Z VHS. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes I get to ride the pig. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, got rid of the pigs. Uh, oh. Well, that took a dark turn. <laughs> I, hope, I, hope, I, hope they were, I hope they were tasty. I hope it was worth it. Yeah, I hope but, they were delicious. But the, uh, the thing is, like, the, you know, obviously, you know, since kids have limited pocket money allowance, for those in the US, pocket money is such a better set of words, by the way. Just use that. Pocket allowance. There you go. The, sure. they, allowance they, they, can, they can check what the thing is. Pocket allowance. They know, you know, they, they can see exactly if it's worth their money. Parents can as well if they're buying something for their kid, especially for like Christmas or whatever. And if they can't buy it, they can live vicariously through the dude that does have it. Um, I have, uh, th this is a thing my kid does a lot with Nerf. There are Nerf channels and Nerf unboxings and Nerf modding channels and shit. He watches a ton of all of that. And he has a decent amount of Nerf of his own. But apparently for the stuff that he doesn't have, he vicariously owns it through this person, you know. And he, but he also uses it as research for whatever his next nerf thing's gonna be. See, that's what makes more sense to me is like, yeah. I really want this toy. Oh, there's somebody opening up the toy and I can see whether or not it actually is what I think it is before yes. I buy it. And, and let's be clear as I think, I'm pretty sure all of us have been children at one or more times. I'm not sure about Russ. Oh. I don't know. We don't really know about the <laughs> Russ. Can you confirm or deny? Yeah, but Russ I feel has like no corporeal form, yeah. guys. But That's we've all been children at one more time. And we've all gotten toys that we wanted that turned out to be shit. Shit. Yes. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, the, there was a toy they were advertising because uh, everything in this podcast always comes back to wrestling at some point that made no fucking sense. It, you remember like the old wrestling action figures and it kind of makes sense like ah i'm hulk hogan yes. ah i'm the undertaker rah, rah, rah. Where you well can squeeze their legs and they'd, they'd move their arms would move yeah you know it's, you know that kind yeah. of stuff made sense but over the course of like 20 30 years the toys have got progressively sillier to the point where now they make no fucking sense and the recent one they were advertising was the wwe crash cage which is okay. a cage that you put a wrestling action figure in and if you uh, and the ring kind of has these sort of springs on it that you fire another wrestler up to try and hit the cage, which causes the cage to break open and the wrestler to fall, presumably to his death, I'm going to assume. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, which is a bit weird, but they... <laughs> to advertise this motherfucking thing, they did a match during what's considered to be like the more like, oh, you're like a fan of wrestling and the sort of technical aspect of wrestling show. They did a match where they put a literal 70-year-old man who was the manager of this big team now called the Authors Pain. This guy used to be the manager of the Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors, who you will be familiar with. You remember the Legion of Doom, right? Of course. Oh, of course. Spiky does. Every, who the fuck doesn't? You know, so this guy's called Paul Elwing, legendary dude. You know, amazing manager because he's basically Ming the Merciless in wrestling form. 
and he speaks like it. He's like, this guy's a fucking supervillain. Because he was interfering in matches during the tag team tournament, they suspended him in a fucking crash cage 25 feet above the ring for the entire match for no reason. For of course. No reason. They, they didn't have anyone jumping in to try and kill him or anything. He was literally just hanging there. Like, the entire match. Uh... And it's like, and this was one giant ad for the Mattel WWE crash cage. It's like, what in the ever living fuck is happening? I hope they did word it that you're suspended, so we're literally going to suspend you now. <laughs> it basically, was that he'd uh, he'd interfered in two previous matches to help his team win. So William Regal, who is now the guy that runs that, remember William Regal? I'm like, surprised I never just heard that name. There you go. William Regal. He was, he was the po posh British dude. He was great. Great guy. He was uh, amazing at getting you to fucking hate him. I used to hate him when I was younger because I'm like, he's misrepresenting British people. And then I suddenly realized, no, he was not. He was playing the most accurate, accurate British person there was. He's now like the general manager of this. And he was the one who said, right, I'm going to suspend you in a cage above the ring. And people were like, yay. Why? Because. Because we fucking can. Because. Yeah, don't don't know where we got that, but that's there you go. That's that's toy unboxing. It's mildly connected to that. Toy unboxing yeah, makes sense. Unboxing like two thousand dollar MacBooks and stuff, maybe not so much. So, well, I mean, it's a MacBook. It's exactly what I we mean, expected those are it to toys be. Toys for adults, right? I guess you can make that argument. Yeah, yeah. but hey, uh, we're just all salty we didn't get on the unboxing train sooner because there's guys that are making millions doing that shit. Dude, they figured it out. They did. They really did. He really did. Uh, yeah, so I've got an Oculus Touch. And, uh, apparently, uh, as people pointed out, uh, someone po posted a picture on the channel, that thing is to attach the touch controller to the guitar. So I guess it gives right. the guitar the motion capability. Interesting. It, yeah, and it, and it kind of tracks where the guitar is. So that, like, yeah, so when you move it in VR, it like it'll track it one-to-one. -one. That, right. that now does make sense. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. I am I'm looking forward to playing with it cuz like I said super hot VR looks fucking awesome and Arizona Sunshine also looks good and Serious Sam VR is out now as well so there's and Giant Cop is coming very soon. Yes, Giant Cop, I want mm, it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to those. Cool. What else has everyone been playing this week? What's been going on? Who wants to throw um, a hat in the ring? I think both Jesse and I played Maze. Did any of you guys oh, play? Oh yes, the corn game. Sentient corn. Oh, yeah. Did Russ you, is like, what the fuck? It, right? No, yeah, I'm deadly yeah. serious. I can believe in sending corn, no problem. Yeah. Um, did you Tell us about it? sending corn. Yeah, it's a, it's an actual... You know what? I think TB would love this game. I'm going to say that. Really? But you I think, think so? Would love well, this game. But there's no... Okay. And I'm not saying this as a joke. There is no FOV slider. And there yeah, is, is motion blur. And you motion blur is out of control. It is a first-person game. That would it's, probably cause me issues. But... Yeah. The content there within, and what it is, I think you would love. So I think what, is, would... what is it? What does the game involve doing? <clears throat> um, so you basically wake up in the middle of a corn maze, essentially, sure. and uh, immediately are greeted by the back end of three running, like, running away from you stalks of sentient corn. You're like, what the hell? Okay. Guess I'll follow them. So as you progress through this story... You are not only solving puzzles, uh, 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 like most first-person, I don't know how you would describe this. Game it's, like pretty, it's like a pretty basic point-and-click. Okay. Um, yeah. So it has part. actual gameplay in it. It's not just walking around. 
No, it's it's like an actual game, yeah. Right. And the beginning, the beginning lures you into this feeling of, oh, okay, I'm just gonna walk around all of these different areas, grab things, and my goal is to leave the maze. That's right. what you kind of assume at the beginning, and then it just takes a fucking nosedive into, into shit. Crazy. And it's so but, good. But the crazy is definitely a British humor, I would say. Okay. Like it's it's not it's it's like like oh. I see. We're getting cheeky. Okay. Right. Like it's that kind of, of humor. And it's Boy, is he a it's cheeky super, little blighter. It's super it charming. It's super charming. It and uh you know, everything from the Russian you meet, I'll leave it at that, to uh the, the characters that set up the whole experiment and how they interact with each other to the various corn you meet. Uh <laughs> it, it, it's can someone just cut that out? And say to the various corn you meet and loop it for an hour over really hard techno beats. Can we do that? I would say it's definitely the sort of game where you want to pick up and read everything you can. Yes. Because it adds so much more to the game. Um, just just reading these like small bits of paper that you find around that explains like the experiments that happen. Because then when as you progress through the game, you're like, oh shit, we read about this. Like yeah. it's it's super cool that way. The humor is spot on. I thought it was great, but I did I did wind up spending a few minutes at the beginning of the game being like, I've got to be able to turn off motion blur, right? I had to you get lower to my it. mouse volume, or my mouse volume, I had to lower my mouse speed. Your mouse was screaming yeah. for you to stop. Yeah, yeah, because it's, yeah, they definitely need that in the options, but the actual content of the game was, was really enjoyable, so. Yeah. Mm, I think it's an Unreal 4 game, so it may be possible that you can fuck with that with the console settings if you got the right uh, modifiers for that, so maybe that's worth looking up. Um, yeah, it's oh, that's a secret door. Uh, I like that unlocking secret door, making it much less secret. Yeah, <laughs> that's neat. yeah. There's an ongoing joke about the button Q. Oh, okay. In the game, it tells you what buttons you can use, and it's like Q doesn't do anything. And throughout the game, it's like, are you still trying to press Q? Like, why are you pressing Q? Q doesn't do anything. We told you, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also the other thing that I will say is, uh, you want to read about every item you find as well because there's like there's like the folio of just papers that you can't use in the game uh -huh. um, that kind of help flesh out the story but then there's just the items you pick up that you use in various ways read the description on every item because it's slow like it gives you information not just about the item in the world but also about yourself mm. so it's got so, like that dark soul sort of uh storytelling it's it's really cool that way it, it gives you little hints about like you and how you fit into the story and why you're there. And uh, it, it wound up just like the entire time I was playing, I was like, what is happening? Like, uh, I loved it. I loved that game. I thought it was great. And, and I'll simply say the ending is the best payoff ending. It's so ridiculous. I'm just like, this is. It's only like a perfect. four hour game. Oh yeah. Maybe not even that. Like it's, it's short. Yeah. It's super fun. Is super there a good. point where it tells me I'm amazing? I think it does actually. Thank God. Actually, happen. I would. I would think it would have to happen. Yeah. Yes. This, Don't worry. I mean, shy away from goose. <laughs> yeah. You. There's countless awful jokes you can make while playing this game. So, jump on that business. Sounds real corny. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh. Um. And side note, shilling. I just put up the complete VOD of me playing through the entire game on my channel. If you would like no. to watch that, but I would say you guys should play it. Seriously, it's it's great. Mm -hmm. 
Can we, can we, while we're talking about games and indie games and fun stuff? Yes. I'm so thrilled TB finally played Icy. Icy. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. I, I can't even, I told you I was hyping that game up last week. It's super fun. Icy it is fun. excellent. Yeah, I was going to play that um, the day before we left, but I was looking at the play time for all of the people who uh, reviewed the game on Steam, and I was like, I don't have enough time to play through this whole thing, and I don't want to start it and then forget about it. Because um, it looks like it's like seven hours, something like that. I think it would depend on what you do. because okay. you, could, you could actually beat it very quickly. Yeah, I, I reached an ending of sorts. Or at least I think I did, but that's that's the weird thing. I'm not 100% certain. It. It uh, let's uh, take take a really really good two D side scrolling brawler. I I can't even think of a good example because a lot of the good brawlers are three D now. But you know, think about like Bayonetta, God of War, like you know, just games that do that sort of Phantom shit. Breaker, like that kind of but stuff. yeah, actually, Phantom Breaker is a great example. Uh, you know, take Phantom Breaker and then throw in uh, the Chinese interpretation of Stanley Parable, and you've got okay. Icy. Uh, the, guy, yeah. the guys that make it Chinese, all of the, uh, the voiceovers done in, in Chinese to Mandarin, and obviously it's, you know, you've got your subtitles at the bottom there. Um, very well translated from what I can tell, certainly, although I couldn't really judge it. My Mandarin's a little rusty, but it, it certainly sounds like it's supposed to sound like. And you're, it tells you you're icy. You got to go kill Judas. That's your mission. That's what you were born okay. for. Follow the arrows and we'll take you to Judas. And you can follow the arrows, or not. And like Jesse did. Like I did, yeah. You can just yeah. say F it and go about your and, life. And then and it's when you don't follow the arrows that things start to get interesting. But the thing is, it knows for a fact you're going to pull that shit. It, <laughs> you know, the, the, it's about trying to, you, you think you can outsmart the developer, but the developer is three steps ahead of you because he knows what you're fucking going to do. That he sounds knows, very Stanley Parable, yeah. Yeah, he knows the bullshit you're going to pull, so he's going to... Uh, I just to, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I'll be very, very vague with it. Uh, one, there's a fairly early example where it tells you follow the arrows, and then you don't follow them, and it repeatedly warns you. Look, if you don't follow the arrows, you're gonna waste your fucking time, and you st still don't follow the arrows, and then you get to a place you can't pass. Like, oh look, you didn't follow the arrows. You had to follow the arrows to get to the thing to unlock this. I told you this would fucking happen. You didn't listen. You're you're a dumbass. So you end up having to backtrack as a result of having not followed the arrows. Oh, it's not it's not even a spoiler bit. It's like He's like, in order to get in the city, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And if you just, like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to the city. He's like, there's a door that blocks you from going to the city, dummy. You can't I told go you not in. to go. <laughs> not to do that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, and that's the more obvious one. But then things start to get much, much weirder. Uh, when you stop following the arrows, things get really bizarre and meta and all that kind of thing. And I also noticed that not following the arrows tends to put you in situations which kind of suck like that you will be you'll get into very difficult fights without checkpoints and there are some areas where not following the arrows will definitely reward you with something but in order to do that you're going to have to run a gauntlet of bullshit and it's going to be hard and there's no checkpoint there at all so you, you better be ready to fight some really tough shit and then there's sometimes where it's like no i told you not to go there of course it's a dead end you fucking idiot go, go back and do that and as you, you know, the more disobedient you are, the, uh, the, 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 the narrator starts treating you differently as a result of that. And it's like, well, I know you're not going to do what I say, so I'm not even going to bother you telling you this, you know. And then he might start to slip in some misinformation. You don't know what's right and what's not. 
but yeah. all of this is layered over a really fucking competent brawler. That's the interesting thing about it. This could have just been a straight-up brawler, 2D brawler, and it would have been one of the best 2D brawlers that's been made in a long time. Interesting. Because it feels awesome. good. It's got a big combo system. It's got a huge upgrade system that lets you massively upgrade uh, your your techniques and your combos the higher your combo meter is the higher your damage meter goes but the e the much easier it is to drop your combo there's a nice sh what's really nice about it is it's got a kind of shield system which acts not so much as invulnerability frames but while your shields up your combo can't be interrupted so you can pull up some really cool shit without immediately br breaking out of it and being knocked all over the place so you can and it feels great like it slows down at the right time to like you really to really like put across that sense of impact it's visually very impressive it's very clean but on top of all of that is this really awesome meta layer that turns it from just being a really good side-scrolling brawler into a this is something really special and this is something the really weird part amazing. about the meta layer is and i don't know if you had this experience to me but i could not tell if the meta layer was supposed to be the game dev talking to you as a player or if it's the person talking to ice like it was that kind of like because there are moments where like no this is just straight up the game dev like better call me a little bit combi like there's yeah, definitely like, at least one area that i posted on twitter with a minor spoiler warning that was like this is definitely the game dev like, right like there's a question. moment where you're just like wait this is just the game dev talking shit but then well, he's talking about rating like, the game five star and that you'll never you won't finish the game anyway because you don't finish all the games in your library in the first place i'm like whoa yeah. dude you're too real <laughs> Uh, but that, but then it is, yeah. Hang on a minute. Are the game dev and the rate of different people? I don't right. know. I can't tell. And that's what's so fucking cool about it. And it's a ten dollar game that has so much fucking polish. Apparently, spent ten years on this fucking thing over various iterations. Wow. It's there, yeah. It's there's an actual brilliant. level in the game where he goes through it. Like he's like, yes. yeah. Here's everything I've done. Here are all my iterations of the game. It's really and cool. It, yeah. And here's why I didn't do that. And, he, and then he goes off on sort of a like uh, you know. A, not so much a rant but like a discussion about the economy of building games and stuff like that i'm like wow this is really and then he throws you back in and it's like wait a minute what what just happened <laughs> it's it's great like you absolutely should be paying attention to icy like it if you like side-scrolling brawlers and if you like games which really love to fuck with you in some way Icy is both of those things so really cool. happy with that um i finally played slime rancher yeah, and it was oh playing God, on stream wow. a day or two I know. Ago. I hadn't played it ever, and I was trying to figure out what to play. And somebody said, I don't think you've ever played Slime Rancher. I think that game would be right up your alley. And I guess they just had, like, a pretty big update. So um, I tried it out, and that game is adorable. <laughs> that game is so cute. <laughs> I just wanted to sit and play it forever. Um, for, for the people watching who haven't heard of it, it's, it's literally, it's a the game where you capture different slimes like there are all these different slimes that have different attributes they need to be fed in certain ways um they have different like abilities and you're trying to capture like different types of slimes and put them in little enclosures and feed them and start like a ranch of slimes um and then you realize that you can combine slimes so there are tabby cat slimes and there are pink slimes and i got to combine them to turn them into a giant pink cat slime and that was amazing yeah um, this game definitely wasn't built right around your sensibilities it was, was it? literally made for me and then there are like evil slimes i was so sad i was running around and i found all of these like really adorable slimes who were just having a great old you know life in their thing 
And then there are these slimes that I think are called rainbow slimes, but they're these like black slimes that kind of have like rainbow coloration. Holographic colors. Thing. Yes, that's a good way to put it. And they will, um, they'll just like run around and eat all the slimes. And I was like, this is horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, you can find uh, feral slimes that will attack you, but if you feed them, then they'll they'll be like happier. But the game explains that if a if a slime doesn't eat for a certain amount of time, it turns like aggressive and feral. So you can like feed all of these aggressive slimes, and then they're cool with you. And there are these giant slimes that just sit and are are super happy. And with the normal slimes, when you feed them, they they basically like poop out gemstones. It doesn't it doesn't of course they do what's happening but that is what's happening and then the gemstones count as like currency for you to make your ranch better and better um so you're like feeding them and then they like like pop out these gems if they're a combo of two different types of slimes so say it's like a big pink kitty slime then i feed it and it pops out two different sorts of gemstones because it's a combination so there are these huge slimes that just sit and hang out and wait for you to come by and feed them I have not successfully fed one of those slimes enough food that it gives me anything. And I'm like, how much food do I need to give you for you to like give me something? And I've ran into two of them. I've ran into a giant pink one and a giant uh, tabby one, I think. So yeah, that's that's like a mystery of the game so far, but there are different areas of your ranch that you can unlock with a certain amount of money um, that gives you more spaces to develop your ranch and also more uh types of like fruits and vegetables and things to collect and you can create garden patches to start producing your own versions of that so like one of the first uh pieces of vegetation that you run into is carrots so you can like start a little plot and and grow carrots to feed all of your creatures and the first slimes that you get will only will eat like anything um so you can just feed them whatever but then the tabby cats will only eat meat so you have to catch hens and and like Feed, feed them these really scared looking hens which is horrifying uh, so you ranch this looks more like a prison camp right I, it does i'm not I sure wish- they're supposed they're, they're not really willing i mean I, I saw footage of them trying to get out like they're trying to get out of the enclosure are you are you certain that this is if a you, happy awesome game and not actually them, if you if you're feeding them enough and you don't have too many in the enclosure they just like bounce around looking super happy but if isn't you, that just Stockholm Syndrome when you think about it? I mean, isn't that what all domesticated animals are? Fair point. Great. So right. um, if you don't feed them for a while, like I was having trouble finding chickens to feed the tabby cats and they started to look like worse and worse and worse off and they would try to bounce out of the enclosure and like just get anywhere else. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to start trapping hens so that they can lay eggs and then i can feed you more often but wow. yeah <laughs> it's a very cute game though <laughs> waiting for the dlc so where it's more like animal farm and they take over oh my god mm. they take over no slimes can wear clothes some clo- <laughs> some slimes are more equal than others right pink slime's good tabby slime's better mm-hmm. <laughs> tabby slimes are better they're the Dystopia. best they're so cute. And then there's the glowy slimes that only come out at night. Oh. They only come out at night because they fear you. They no, fear. It's because they're firefly slimes. I wonder if in like the slime ancient legends, the tribal legends that you're like the Babadook 
or something along those lines. Beware the, the rancher. El Diablo. <laughs> we call him. Tell, call tell him the baby slimes about you. You go to bed, yeah. or else the dodge will get you. Do your homework, or El Dodge. El Dodge. El Dodge Diablo will. I'm El the do- new Krampus story. Yes. El, D- El Dodge Diablo will come and take good, you away. We will never see you again. The do do cabra. Yes. Well done. Turn out a ten. <laughs> oh god. Yep. Can we uh talk about this bad boy right here? This one. Right oh here? my god! I want to play it so bad. Emphasis on the word bad. But feel free. I so. It's funny, you're the first person who said anything bad about it to me. It runs, like, on lower than 30 FPS on the new console. I'm just like, fuck that. Really? But isn't that that the new console? Like, a lot of games are having problems with specific... Yeah, the PS4 PS4 Pro's piece of shit. I have it... I have it right here. That's not the the game's fault, Teebs. I mean, I'm using it... You can actually see it just in the corner of my camera right here. Uh, You can also see that there are cups on top of it, because I'm using it as a coaster at the moment. Because there are no games at all that run well on this thing. Like, all the new games that come out, it's like, oh, great. I wonder what the PS4 Pro version is like. Oh, worse. Worse than the regular one. Because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. It's a little bit better. (laughs) It's it's just, it's farcical. It's how how do you fuck up so badly? How do you increase the power of your machine so much and then make your games run worse? You are just unbelievably dumb. Anyway, yeah, feel free to talk about The Last Guardian. Go on, have fun. Go for it, Jesse. So, all right, Last Guardian, I think um, the thing I should first start, I'm, I've been trying to think about how to talk about this game because it is a game that is beautiful and emotional and wonderful, but plays like a PlayStation 2 game. So It's not necessarily a bad thing. PS2 had a lot of good games on it. Right, but like control function-wise... I, I think stiff is the right word. Like it, okay. um, there, it, it feels just like if you remember and you loved playing, uh, Shadows Colossus or Ico or Eco as some people pronounce it, you will love. You will straight up see nothing wrong with this game. You will love this game. Um, but if you thought even those had some controls that were like, oh my god, this is a little frustrating, you will have some frustrated moments in this game. But with all that said, um. At its basic core, if I had to describe this game to anyone, I would say, imagine you in the role of this boy trying to control a giant cat. That's okay. what this game is. It really is. The 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 uh, even though I thought his name was Trico, I guess it's Torico. Uh, is this? Set, I mean, it doesn't matter what you think this creature is. It's straight up a giant cat, and so. Most of the game, even though it's, it's like a puppy bird, yeah, but it, but it acts like a, it acts like a cat. So okay. the um, everything that that you do, be it puzzle solving, mazes, uh, trying to evade enemies, whatever, also has to do with the interaction with this with this animal, and it straight up acts like an animal, which is both awesome and many times frustrating because you have to teach it to do stuff because it will look at you like, what do you want me to do? And, and you expect it because it's a video game to be like, go there, do this, do this. But because when you first find it, as far as you know, you have no connection with this character. So you're like trying to teach it to do things. And it's like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm an animal. I don't speak language. So you have to like 
walk it. Like it takes many attempts to get stuff done, which can be very frustrating. But if you can see past that aspect of it, and, and I mean, people in chat are like, I thought it was a dog. It could be whatever animal. It's a pet. It's a, but it's like, it feels like a real pet in that with a real pet, there are real responsibilities and like frustrations that come with that in teaching a pet to do things, except it's in this game. And right. so it's, um, it's frustrating, but it's like a magical frustration. It's something that is beautiful. And if you can get past how, like the moments of frustration, there's a story there. Like, just like the other two games, like there's something that's beyond your, what a normal game should be. Like there's something magical and special about it. But that is, if you can, and I know TP was talking earlier about how he just, the controls are kind of jank, but it, you know, if, if you can get past that, like little bit of it, it's, it's a great experience, but it has to do with preference at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's definitely something I think you would enjoy. I think you could, if you can handle dark soul shit, you would definitely be able to make it through <laughs> a few like bad turns, but right. like, Overall, the experience is just beautiful, just really impressive. So, to expect it from the ICO team, honestly. Yeah, it's it's emotional is the proper word for it. It's one of those things where I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm pretty sure I know it's gonna be like a. It's okay, Jesse. You don't have to cry. Just <laughs> it'll be okay. Yeah, because you already feel it at the end. You feel it probably. very early on. You feel it very early on. So, yeah. I wanted to, um, when we get back from Colorado, I wanted to just sit and like play through the whole thing. Do we, how long is the game supposed to be? Do we know? Good question. I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I was going to look it up, but I don't think anyone's actually beaten it yet. Really? Like we put it on, I'm talking about like how long, whatever that website is, how long to beat or whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Look up there, but I don't think there's been enough people, but uh, yeah, I haven't beaten yet. So I don't know exactly. Final Fantasy four, 15 took over my life. And so I haven't really like yeah a bit of a bad time to release it isn't it you know when final fantasy 15 is taking up so much time for people you know that to then throw the last guardian out uh, i don't know Uh, i mean i hope hope it does well you know artistically it's fucking gorgeous you know aesthetically not only in terms of just how it looks but how the character moves that was the case with all of the team ico games i remember the way the horse moved in um shadow of the colossus and the way that your character would stumble as he ran and all that kind of thing, that yeah. was incredible. And it looks like you know very similar stuff going on here, but yeah. it's, it's it's mostly a puzzle very, orientated kind of thing. It absolutely is. There are moments of. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go for it. No, it's fine. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, I was just saying it, it's absolutely it's a puzzle game with moments of like how do we handle this enemy or things like that. But most of it is all right. I have to get out of this room. Let's work together, you big giant cuddly bastard, and let's figure a way out of here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And. And it, it, but it's, it like the story and the fact that it's actually a mystery too, which I think is interesting. The way it starts, mm-hmm. like, there's enough to keep that kept me like, all right, this is cool. Um, but it's also, you know, it's it. This is one of those games that any pet lover would instantly like fall in love with. Like, if you are just like, I love animals, this is gonna be your jam for like years. They'll kill to it. They'll kill the damn thing. I won't be all this right is, with that. Oh yeah. It'll Dude. probably sacrifice itself. I've, to I've save always you. said, I've always said, there's no way I'm getting out of this game. There's no way that's gonna live. Yeah, it's either the boy or or uh, Trico dies. It's one of those, it's one of those two. I like, care about the boy. No way. 
Boy yeah. can fuck off. As long as the cat lives long and happy life after that, it's fine. <laughs> boys are expendable. Yeah. There's t tons I'm of boys. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm afraid to beat this game. Like, I had that moment of just like, I'm okay with where I'm at in it because I know the rest of it, this could end up very badly for me emotionally. Like, it's, it's, it's a- I was gonna say, I'm actually really surprised. It looks like people were saying that um, general reviews are listing at around 15 hours of playtime. Okay. I was like, damn, that's actually a- uh, That's relatively lengthy. I mean, after yeah. 10 fucking years of development, you'd certainly hope it was longer than four hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I will say, um, someone in chat brought this up, and I, and I have this opinion too, the art style of the, the boy versus everything else in this world it feels like everything else is sort of like a pre-rendered background kind of deal. And the boy who you play is a little bit different shaded, a little almost cell shaded -y. Um, It seems a little jarring until you're like, start playing and then it doesn't matter anymore. But if you're just like watching the game, it's very visibly noticeable. You're like, hmm. But once you're in it, you don't notice. You're too busy caring about the game and the characters and stuff and trying to solve puzzles to give a shit about that. But it is something that even before I played it, I was like, why does he look so different than yeah. everything else in this world? That's a question I don't want to answer to, and I'd love to know the answer to it. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if it... He's from another world, guys. Oh, Who knows? shit. I mean, it took people years to figure out all of the lore behind uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. And yeah. still, oh, my God. That game is. Which are not I've, been, so I've been itching to replay that game. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you can. The. Yeah. Uh, was it on they they re they re-released on PS3 didn't they not the PS4 they released a, dual, uh, a double thing where it has that and uh Ico. Ico on it too yeah it's, that's it's worth playing it's like 19 bucks you should immediately go buy those two <laughs> not so, not owning so that with a PS3 is like what are you doing with your life it's... yeah those are classics <laughs> yeah so um, I feel like this is one where it definitely I feel like this is going to I I think a lot of people because of it's PlayStation 4 and the era we're in it definitely does feel like a game they started making many a long years time ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, it still looks gorgeous and, though. I yeah, mean, and had this had this been a game in like early PlayStation Three era, this would have blown everyone's mind. Like, jank controls aside and whatever, people would have lost their mind at this shit. And so I feel like this is a game that many years from now people will be talking about as just like, oh, you should have, man. I remember you should have played that. If you don't have it, you got to go get that shit. It's on sale right now. Like, I think it's gonna be that kind of thing. Where yeah. it's going to become a classic, but over time. Yeah, that's possible. I was thinking it probably won't become a classic over time, but is kind of being overlooked and really shouldn't be. Watch Dogs 2 right now. I Yeah, put, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I put uh, quite a lot more time into it since we last spoke about it, and I think that it's a fuck ton better than the original. And I actually I having fun with it. Pretty, you know, pretty serious fun with it. And I think it all came down to one thing, that for the most part, Open world games are by their definition fucking stupid. That <laughs> Sure. I mean, even things like GTA, where you could say, well, you're a criminal, so of course. But yeah, yes, but the amount of shit you're doing, like the, you're not a criminal like you're the world's, like you're a super villain in, in those kind of games. Like you go, you hijack a hundred cars, you murder thousands of people, you blow up buildings. You're not... That's not a criminal at that point. That's fucking Osama bin Laden on crack. Like, and it's very hard to relate to a character that does that shit. And it's like, doing it for my family. 
Oh, you fuck! <laughs> and uh, and uh, the same uh, the same sort of thing for um, Aiden Pierce in uh, the first Watch Dogs was even worse because the stuff. Yeah, he was a piece of shit, and the stuff you were doing was just as bad, if not worse, than what was going on in, in GTA. And most of these open world games, you got to suspend your disbelief a lot. I mean, it speaks volumes when Just Cause is a more realistic open world game than most of the other open world games. Because at least in that situation, you can say, yeah, you're actually like an action hero super spy on a Banana Republic where shit like this could actually maybe feasibly happen. Mm. It, you know, you probably can't you know, gr grab onto this and do all of that, but no. feasibly. Feasibly. Um, how, do, how do you like Mask Boy? Uh, he's fine. Great, by the way. He's fine. Uh, I don't think he's the most interesting character there by any stretch, but he's a fuck ton more interesting than Aiden Pierce is. Uh, some some of the lines definitely seem very very contrived. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, pretty genuinely funny. Some of them are very heartfelt. But the thing that I like about the game the most is that it's just basically become a very silly hacker fantasy in a very colorful world that is completely full of genuinely well-developed side quests and side activities they've put like serious effort into it this time around like for instance there's a set of races and the set of races has kind of its own entry on your phone as its own app and you can get rankings in them and you can play against uh you know other people's stuff you can earn money and it's all kind of based around earning followers like um like social well, media style? Yes, yeah. Uh, okay. So the, the whole point is that the more people you get to download DeadSex app, the bigger botnet you have. Uh, so you can worst. use people's mobile phones to give you more hacking power, which is not entirely outside the realms of reality. It usually it isn't really done through phones, but botnet and zombie computers are a real thing. And that's mm -hmm. how a lot of like DDoS attacks are performed and things like that. You just use a ton of people's computers to throw shit at people, which isn't really hacking per se, but, you know, it's what they seem to think it is. But there's a lot of really interesting side plots and characters that are very, they're very tied into the real world. One of the, the first ops you get through your DeadSec app is you talk to this guy who is protesting the fact that this rap artist really famous rap artist, is going to release a new album, but he's only going to give it to one person. And it's going to be for like millions of dollars. And that person has the choice to either release it to the public or keep it for themselves. And they're like, you know, he's going to keep it for himself because he's a big pharmaceutical giant. I wonder Sounds who good. that is referring to. <laughs> hum de fucker de hum. Uh, you know, so very, very, you know, very on the nose. But it's fucking cathartic. Because you go and fuck his shit up and you're just rubbing your hands together. He, he realizes you've hacked into like his home security system to look at him. He realizes and like he's talking directly to the camera. He's like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I'm just a businessman. I'm a good person. It's basically a, what's his name? Shrek, Shrek, Shrekly or I don't know. Shrek, 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 Shrek. Yeah, Shrek, Shrek, yeah. Shrek. Shrek. Yeah, donkey. Big yeah, in that case, Shrek is hate, Shrek <laughs> is death. Yeah, but, and it, but it was... Even though I knew exactly what it was and it was very on the nose, it was still, this is still fucking cathartic and entertaining. And there's a whole app where you basically become an Uber driver. There's a whole fleshed out Uber system in the game called Driver San Francisco. Like, yay, well done Ubisoft. All right. Yeah. You've got a Driver San Francisco app and you can go and pick up different people and they all have different priorities as to how you should drive. So some of them will rate you down 
for like talking too much some of them will write you down for going too slow some of them will write you down if like you, they'll be like oh you we want you to do some stunts we want you to fuck some shit up or whatever and each of these different people you pick up has their own little story uh so you go to silicon valley you pick up this uh nerdy guy and he's like yeah you gotta race our fleet of autonomous cars and you race the fleet of little s- smart cars it's basically google it's called N- noodle in the game sure. i think yeah you can use noodle apps and stuff and you race them and he's like making all sorts of stupid nerdy jokes as you're driving and everything but the fact of the matter is that the people you're surrounded by are all supposed to be nerdy fucking nerds and they speak They're like, not, like it. surrounded by like hacker super cool lords. people like, you yeah. know, all the hackers <laughs> are like it's like this guy is socially awkward as fuck uh, this guy is probably psychotic. This girl doesn't care. It's very, very um, uh, fuck. What's the what's the series you really like, Jesse, with the hacking in it? Mister Robot. It's very Mister Robot in that respect. <laughs> um, okay. And all of these people speak just outlandishly enough to make them believable. I know it sounds like a contradiction, but because they're not trying to be super serious all the time. It it brings me into the world way more. And I'm just like, oh, cool. You actually just made an open world game where you just want me to have fun. Great. Cool. Happy with that. Happy with that. That's good. And it's a, it's a hell of a lot more enjoyable as a result. I mean, fuck, you go in and their base is hidden under a board game shop. You talk to a guy and he tells me my deck is trash and that I have too many <laughs> too many cards in it and all that kind of thing. And then you do your little hack thing to find out what he does as a job. And this guy, like, who's lit- the literal comic book guy from The Simpsons, like, job, personal trainer. I'm like, fuck you, game. I, I know what you were doing with me. Like, it has a personality and Watch Dogs had no fucking personality at all. And right. I, I don't believe at all that this, like, dialogue, this colorful dialogue is cringy. It's not. It's it's dumb and funny and colorful and actually gives these guys personalities. And I think if people are finding it cringy, then maybe some of it's hitting a little bit too close to home with the social awkwardness. It's entirely possible. But, yeah, I mean, you've got a much bigger selection of weapons this time around. You can 3D print hacker weapons, which consist of a bunch of gadgets, but also, like, this guy basically designs weapons in the basement and puts them to a 3D printer. They all have dumb names, but that means you also have a selection of weapons that are not totally realistic. So there's some really silly launchers and stuff like that. You can get a quadcopter that can zap people very early on and do. Um, you've got a lot more hacking powers and shit. It's a hell of a lot more fun, and it runs real smooth, whereas the first one did not. Uh, the first You remember the first one stuttered all the time? This one is very demanding on Ultra, like super demanding. You've got to have temporal filtering on to really make it run well, which kind of lowers the resolution a bit. But despite being demanding, it's very smooth. It never stutters. It, you know, you don't have freezing and you don't have cars appearing two feet away from you out of nowhere because the view distance was shit. It's, it is demanding, but it runs well. And the game has a lot to do in it. It's, it's so full of stuff to do. It's completely chock full of activities. I mean, how they have an option to just go pet dogs. You can just go do that. Hold down E, you pet the dog. And but TB, it, can you fish in this game? I don't know if there's fishing. I know you can get a sailboat, and it has a full-on wind system for the sailboats. Instead of cool. just making it like, well, that was neat. It's like, oh, my sailboat's not working. Oh, because I have to turn into the wind to make it. I was like, that's cool that you included that. Yeah, that's neat. It, it has got a lot going for it way more going for it than than a lot of stuff and it's like it 
it, it's got this nice little balance. Like, maybe you wanted a GTA that's a little bit sillier, but it's not full-on Saints Row dumb. Mm. This kind of drops in the middle of that. And it just has this really well-fleshed-out side activities that are almost good enough that I'd probably just play a game of them, at least for a while anyway. Like, the, the, <laughs> the being the Uber driver thing in particular is pretty cool. Um, there's, there's a lot going on with that. And yeah, this whole idea of like gaining social media followers to become more powerful is is pretty neat. Yeah, it's and graphically, my god, there's so so many cool aesthetics in that game. Like these pixel art everywhere. These kind of a mixer of uh, pixel art with graffiti, and it looks really neat. Like old old BBS graphics and old old web stuff. So it's a shame they called it Watchdogs, I guess, because after the first one, I imagine a lot of people are avoiding it. And actually, this is. I mean, how many other real Western-style open-world games did we have this year? I mean, Final Fantasy XV is a bit open-world, but it's, you know, it's Japanese-style open-world. We haven't had a Saints Row this year. When did Witcher come out? Uh, last, last year, but I found it funny that it won so many awards this year. And yeah, it won for Blood and Wine. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, I guess Blood and Wine counts, you know, because it's an wine, expansion. Sure. Um, well, Just Cause 3 sure. was last year as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we actually have a bit of an open world drought this year, and Watch Dogs yeah. Two is actually filling that niche quite nicely. So I don't know. I, take a I second look at it. Really, I think it's really sad when a company learns from their mistakes and makes a sequel that's way better, and people are like, "Yeah, but I'm protesting the first one, so I refuse to play the second one." I'm like, I think that when companies actually listen to feedback, they should be. I don't know. Yeah. You've been like a thanks, guys. Thanks for actually listening. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a degree of like, okay, we're gonna boycott and punish, and then there's like, now you're just cutting your nose off to spite your face because like, if you were disappointed by the original Watch Dogs, this one is probably much much better in what you were looking for. The online system's way better too. Like, there's tons of like hacking invasions and shit like that that happen, which are really tense and awesome that are all like done as you play the game. So it's happening in real time, like uh, like with Dark Souls, and that those are really neat. But yeah, people people are probably not buying because the last one disappointed them. And let's be honest, that is Ubisoft's fault. Like you can't blame oh, yeah. the consumer for being gun shy after being hyped up for years and then being seriously let down. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But it's kind of funny because even the first Witcher was to me it was not as what Witcher is nowadays. I think Witcher one and two right. were a lot better than the original one. Mm. some people do believe that yeah and i uh, I, I, di I didn't play enough of witcher 3 in particular to really know as to whether or not it but i know you know that witcher 1 was a bit i'd say it was a bit like janky in many ways but at the time it was very unique Definitely. Like, it's almost like witcher 3 is a good game but it's become in doing that more like other games like it's maybe sacrificed just a little bit of what made it unique in order to become more successful on mass. Mm. All right, stay break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about probably PSX, the PlayStation Experience. Ooh. We may mention the Game Awards a little bit, maybe, maybe. We'll go. We'll go. We'll have to mention Shik Hydra Man at least, you know, because that's video games. And then we'll cover the releases that are coming on Steam this week because there's still more fucking video games to come. We're in December, they're still releasing them. How dare they? You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so moving uh, quickly on to 
news, I guess. Uh, should we do like five minutes on the Game Awards before we move on? I think uh, I feel like a lot of people want us to get that one out of the way. Who watched it? I did. Uh, I watched highlights. I didn't watch the actual thing. Highlights. I've seen nothing of it so far, but I heard it was a great show. Can I? Can I just say? Can I just say? I Paid for before, by Shik Hydrobot. <laughs> before it's eviscerated, can I just say? I think it's real swell that Jeff tries so hard to make at least some award show for gamers. And uh, and it's definitely, it's one of those things where I don't particularly under, understand it, but God bless the attempt. And I hope he continues to do it. Now you may proceed with the destruction. <laughs> <laughs> what, I what's... hope there are many more to come. You may proceed with the destruction. <laughs> what's sad about it is that a couple of years ago when they did it, throw uh, throw the first one out there it felt a bit ropey but it felt like yeah he definitely did uh he was making something that he felt like his heart's in the right place like it's what just... we, yeah his heart was in the right place then i feel like after a couple of years that's not really the case anymore and this one in particular was so so commercialized and was so full of ads and blatant shillery that really as a result it's hard to still make that argument it's hard there to defend was, it. There were some really weird tone deaf moments, right? Where like, like the um, the lead dev on that Dragon Cancer came up to do a like a really emotional, speech, which was the highlight of the show by far. Which like, was you know, one incredible. of the best highlights of the show, absolutely. And then they immediately followed it up with like a really loud, raucous Doom trailer. <laughs> like immediately yeah. after he left the stage, it was like yeah. this is so tone deaf feeling. Yeah, the pr the presentation of that award as well was was kind of ridiculous because it. It's like, you know, you get two YouTubers up on stage to do games for impact. One, don't do that. <laughs> two, when they yell out on stage, that dragon cancer! Oh, what? No! What are you doing? And they had to, I mean, I, I do feel for them to some degree because they were standing kind of to the side very awkwardly, like, what do I do here kind of thing. But again, that, that was stupid. They shouldn't have even remained on the stage. That's something that sh they should have... They knew... I mean, not the presenters, but the people at the production knew what it was going to be in advance. There's no way they should have designed that segment to go that... Why didn't they just not have Jeff... I mean, just have Jeff do that bit. You know, Jeff, Jeff would have been able to handle that one, whereas you get two YouTubers, you know, one of whom makes videos for teenagers, basically, um, with game theory, and the other one who got famous for complaining about her iphone bill those are probably not the two people you want presenting an award to a game about a dead kid so maybe no i yeah i i, I was thinking at the time like why wouldn't you just have the people who won it last year the games for impact award last year be the presenter that's a and great so idea year, they keep that's actually a fantastic on. idea like yeah. that's what i thought when i saw that i was like well why wouldn't the last people come out and present like I won last year, and I impacted the world in some way, and now you did this, and it's a much more emotional, that, like, yeah, the train going. we're all going to be in this together kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. It would have made sure the presenters weren't put in what was effectively an impossible position that were, you know, again, I have sympathy for them, but what they were doing there was very clearly outside of their skill set, and yeah. that's production's fault. It's, you know, it's the show's fault for choosing them for that. That's good. No, none of those games on that list, you know, would have been it would have been remotely appropriate for that anyway. That one in particular wasn't, you know, because what if it had been 1979, 
which was yeah. which is a game about the Iranian Revolution in which a ton of people fucking died and all that kind of thing. Would it have been you know suitable to have them present that? No, it wouldn't. Uh, so I think that you're right. Having the last guys that did it do it would have been a brilliant idea. Or again, just have Jeff do it because he's capable of it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's got to be uh, because Jeff clearly knows who the winners are beforehand. So him, he can have the, set the tone there instead of yes. having to be like. It's the tone that's important, you know. And... Because the entire thing was a roller coaster of we're shouting that dragon cancer to the guy getting up there and and sobbing, and then cut back to Jeff who's like, I need to announce the next thing and be really excited, but at the same time, this really emotional like. How do you do that? Doom and all that kind of thing. And I'm not blaming Doom for this. It's not their fault that their trailer went on right after that. But uh, and Mick Gordon's music. Getting onto the music for a second. You've got three musical acts, only one of which has anything to do with video games. Uh, And (laughs) the Doom Doom bit, brilliant. The rest of it, who the fuck are these people? Like, and I'm pretty sure the third act was also miming, which was pretty pathetic. Um, Unless I, I looked at that drummer, I'm like, he's only hitting two things, and I hear neither of them in the mix. So I don't think he's playing that. I don't think this is real. But you know, the the bigger problem, those are minor nitpicks just to the fact that the whole thing was just a giant set of ads. Like, you know, uh, Jim Sterling's repeatedly called it Game Advertisements 2016. And uh, I mean, he's right. He, there's no doubt about it. And I think the sponsorship, you need it to run the show. Get it. And honestly, the whole Schick Hydrobot thing, which was dumb, at least was less egregious than, oh, yeah. Our company won an award, uh, but we're going to advertise a game as well. If you don't mind, it's like, wait, wait, what? Oh, we're also on the advisory board, by the way. Like, wait, yeah. what? No, whoa, whoa. I'll take the Hydrobot. I'll take 100 Hydrobots over that. Because Well, can I, can I ask you something? And this is something that I was th- I've was i been thinking about a while. Ever since you made your video, and ever since I watched people's responses to it, I've been thinking about the fact that this award show, like a lot of award shows, but especially gaming award shows, the audience for a gaming award show, no one watching at home, I think the vast majority of people don't give a shit about who wins what, except for maybe game of the year. They're there because, oh my God, I'm going to get to see a new trailer for X, Y, and Z. And they want to see, like, I've always thought it was weird that, like, to the minute you mix the two, either have a game awards and just make it an award show or have a, like, the trailer style press conference. Yeah, like don't mix the two the, things together. Gaming awards have always done that. There are very few that don't, and most of the ones that don't are ones that are literally just it's an award show. We're, here's the awards, and we're moving on now. And and those are fine too. I, it's eighty ninety percent of the show wasn't awards. That's right. <laughs> that's you know they they've done this every year where they've had the side awards. Like yeah, we're here with this guy who also won these three things that we didn't mention, and they're given like two minutes at most, and then and it's like you weren't even on the stage. Like you clearly yeah. didn't give a fuck. I mean, they 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 gave out the best mobile game award in the pre-show. I mean, like, they do that. They do that with like other award shows, though. Like you never see best costumes happen. Oh yeah, I think that's wrong too. You know, that sort of stuff happens off to the side. I think there's if you watch the Oscars though, there's definitely more award giving out than there is the game awards. You know, there, absolutely. There there are going to be trailers and things like that. There's going to be shilly stuff, and yeah, not all the awards are going to get on stage because it would take too long. But yeah, the the Oscars and even the Golden Globes and stuff are just better award shows in general, and that because they're not going out of their way to say actually we have you here for two hours. We're gonna throw as many ads at you as possible. And uh, that's what the Game Awards is like through world premieres. It's got world premieres and ads. 
that are often for the same game. And now, I, I mean, I saw three or four different ads for Doom throughout the whole thing and all sorts of other stuff like that. I was like, God, man, this, this is so little substance and so much marketing. Well, and I think that's the, I mean, because there are other gaming awards that don't do this. They've the been, BAFTAs been are better. For a long time. BAFTAs Apple. are a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear those golden joysticks are pretty great. Wink. Wink. I asked the golden joysticks that gives, you know, awards to games that aren't out yet. Yeah. Wink. That's, that's wink, a, wink. Great show. Great show. Really good. Uh, look, best show, best show I've ever yeah. been a part best, of. Best, best show you've ever won. Yeah. Single, single, single best award ever. But I mean, I don't know what I can say. Them. I won a game award. So what do I have to fucking show over that? Yeah. Uh, like, like there's a lot of award shows that are good. I feel like this is the same problem that Spike had with the with the video game awards. There, it's it's because it's, it's the same thing. It's it's the Spike VGX again. Like it's yeah. this, and that's what he said he was trying to avoid becoming that again. But it is just the Spike VGX. At least you know the only advantage we kind of have is that we don't have a bunch of people coming on and basically mocking the industry. Because Spike's right. VGX in particular, we got some celebrity guests that are just mocking games and people that play them as like being giant douche hats about everything. At least they're not doing that. I get. I go back to the idea that I think he's he's still in, he's still in that right place of what he wants to create. But I think the process of creating it is like, if I want to do X, Y, and Z, I need to shill out so much here and here and here and here to the point where, all right, if I get these guys to bring on their big, it sucks. It sucks that that's what you have to do in order to make it like a good popular award show when clearly it's not. It's just in like the games industry, which I think is I think is wrong. Like there's yeah, something the, the industry's just grimy and swampy, I guess. Yeah. And that's just the way that it works there. That's a that's that's a big shame. That's a big shame. I guess yeah for and for some reason advertising companies believe the only thing you can advertise to gamers is video games. It's like really? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other products you could advertise that aren't video games that would work just fine. And it goes to show and I think, you know, and I I think that they put a lot of hard work and they do a lot there, but it goes to show how some of the devs reacted to the awards when you have like Jeff Kaplan literally on stage being like, yo, keep him out for Harambe. Like even uh, the devs that don't was take so it weird. That was yeah. weird as fuck. <laughs> Everyone there just like, the people there just don't seem to, all right, cool. I won this award. Thanks. Like it's what else do you do? I mean, other than use it as a you know, I like to thank the dev team kind of thing. Unless you happen to be the dev of that drink cancer, or you happen to be boogie. You know, those. Uh, when it comes to, don't want to blow my own funk trumpet here, but the best speeches have always come from the trending gamer every fucking year. Just saying, <laughs> boogie, Greg, and mine, they were all better. That except with the exception of. You know, the guy that devved uh, Dragon Cancer and a few others, but I'm just saying a lot of a lot of the speeches were like, "What are we even here for?" kind of thing. Can we get to the open bar, please? YouTube upcoming gamer 2016 Jesse Cox's speech was pretty dope, guys. I'm sure it was. <laughs> just put it out there. This is my year. 2016 is my year. Upcoming. You're upcoming, upcoming. Jesse. How does that it's feel? Finally, <laughs> it's finally, look, it's finally happening. I've been doing this shit so long. Take I better be upcoming get. in something. Take what you can get. Up and coming. Oh, Damn it. Nice. All right, let's uh, let's move on to a show that definitely was ads, and at least was disclosed as such. The PlayStation Experience was, 2016 was supposed to be ads. Yes, yeah. which is totally fine. And they announced a shit ton of video games. I played almost all of it. So you want to know something? You let me know. Right, was, that's awesome. where you and Kristen got to go. You were yeah, there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah that was fun. Did, so did how you was get Eve Valkyrie? Uh, Eve Valkyrie? <laughs> Apparently, it's a part of the Eve universe. 
Oh, I definitely didn't play that. I <laughs> but I did see the Star Wars stuff, and holy shit, spoiled all of Rogue One for me. Really? Wow. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. I, I'm a giant nerd for Star Wars, so I was like, there's there's a VR and there's a new level in Battlefront? I was like, awesome. Spoiled the entire fucking... No. Like, <laughs> a major Jesus. plot points are revealed in, that, in those games. I'm like, no. Like, as I'm playing, like, no. No. <laughs> You can play yeah. Valkyrie right now, by the way. It's it's out on Steam. Uh, you can you can totally go play it. I've played it. It's not bad. Like, I mean, I, I don't know like what it really hasn't to do with relationship to the Eve universe, but I yeah, enjoyed I, the experience of it. It was fun. It's a good like Valkyrie. It's a good demo test for what a VR headset can do. Like, it feels very immersive, especially when you get shot out of your ship and then you freeze to death. That's great. <laughs> oh, Love wonderful. It. Yeah, that's very Eve. The clone gets frozen and you just die. It's brilliant. Did you get to play the remastered Wipeout? Because that was the uh, thing that yo, really got me. Yes, it, it it is awesome. We actually went through and played all like all the different remasters, so Windjammers and Parappa and all those things. Yeah, and they all—I'm not even gonna lie to you—every single one of them, I was like, "God damn!" There's no no wonder they remastered these games. They're so good. They're still so I good. Parappa so much. Parappa's and amazing. I can't wait to play like a remake of Parappa. They, it's here's here's what they did. They for Parappa they kept all the cutscenes and just put them in like little cute windows and have like a design on the outside. But then when the actual game starts, it's res. legit 4K. Like you're like what? Nice and, and crisp. Yeah. They made it a little bit easier because if you if you know Parappa, like sometimes the beats are a little bit before or after when you think there should be. They made it slightly bit easier because there's actually like in the pad now a little like hey guess what it's coming it's coming it's coming there you're supposed to hit it there like that kind of stuff yeah yeah so yeah wind jammers was a lot of fun like that's a game that i was like oh my god i forgot about this shit it's basically air hockey right it's it's the uh, um crash bandicoot that they had there was yeah. a ton of fun they announced that a while ago didn't they that they were going to do yeah. a, a remaster of that which remastering stuff from ps1 era is in my opinion the best way to do stuff like it usually means you're gonna have to completely remake everything because that code probably ain't gonna do shit for you now but uh i'm fine with them remaking those you know that's good uh, that, that looks really really fantastic uh there's some cool little things actually that i like the look of fallen legion looks like a really cool kind of golden axe style side-scrolling brawler thing kind of uh pretty into that mm -hmm. um they had what did they have? Ah, uh, what's the name of it? Um, they had, they had. Oh yeah, Nina Kuni too. Looks yeah. gorgeous. Now, I, I didn't see that there on the show floor, but Nino Kuni one. I still need to go back and actually beat that game because it's so long. It's so long that game, but it's beautiful and it's amazing. So, mm. is yeah. um Omen of Sorrow a Castlevania game? Omen it sure as hell looks like one. It, it's a fighting game. And it really looks, if it's not Castlevania, then the people that make Castlevania should probably be saying, oh, you what you doing, mate? Because it looks like a Castlevania game, very much so. Like, look at the characters here. Like, one of them's Gabriel, and this one's Dr. Hyde or whatever. I mean, it uh, looks... is, it, is it a fighting game? Yeah, it looks like it's a fighting game. Never mind, that was on the show floor, but I didn't get a chance to play it. That's one of the okay. few that I didn't get a chance to play. Yeah. Yeah, they um, try see if there's like anything else that would that we didn't already know about. Of course, the, I think the biggest announcement was uh, the part two of the Last of Us. That's a big fucking deal. Yes, they, they and Marvel that, versus Capcom Infinite. That's Holy a great shit. deal for PC gamers because we're finally getting MVC on PC. Fantastic! Really yeah. happy about that. 
Yeah. And more importantly, they announced uh, new characters as well. So Morgan and Captain America, I believe, were two of the new ones, which is nice. I'm excited. All I need now is like Dr. Wily, and I'll be okay with my life. Just like crazy characters. Oh, Ace shit. Combat 7 hey, was announced, right? Ace Combat 7 was there too. And, uh, and they're in Strange Real. They're, they're in the. I love that. They're in they're not doing the real places anymore. They've gone back to strange reality. Yeah. So yeah. you see like the all the weird planes and everything. It's like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. Yep. And, Did you get and, to play Absolver? Because we've been like looking at that for a while. It looks really fucking cool. That martial arts game where no one seems to have a face. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh I did I even see that there? Absolver. I got to I played so many games I have to look and see what they are. Uh no, I definitely did not even see this one there. Hmm. So Uber's making a VR far. game called Dino Frontier, which is Wild West but dinosaurs in tabletop scale virtual reality. Which ah. to me is like, uh, yes, please. Why would I not want this? Um, I, 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 we, I think the first, the thing I thought was really great, first off, before anything, is that they each area, it takes place in the exact same place that, um, blizzcon happens and it's straight up like the difference was immense and i think it's because maybe not as many people attend psx but it felt like much more chill because i think everyone there was just like a cool laid-back playstation fan but they divided everything into sections that were easy to find and navigate to so if you want to play the baseball right the new baseball game it's straight up at up at the bar the only place you could play the baseball game was at the bar and so as you're drinking people are just sitting there playing baseball it was super cool, and um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn had its own little area, and that game, I, I was pissed at the demo, because the demo was literally like, they gave you the open world, but the minute you went off the course of where they wanted you to go, it was like, if you go this direction, the demo will reset, and it happened to me oh. so <laughs> many times, and it felt bad, because I was the person playing right in front of the line, so everyone's watching me play, and I was like, oh shit, because I played before, so I'm, I know like cool tricks to do. So I'm sitting there like, yeah, I'm fucking nailing this and like showing up to all the kids behind me. And then every five minutes would be like, you're leaving the game area. And I get so pissed. Like, where do you want me to go? So there I am That's yelling the at the game. Like, what am I supposed to do? Uh, that reminds me of when it happens in like Battlefield where it's like, you're leaving the combat area. Like, no, I, want, I need to be here specifically. That's the worst yeah. thing about flying. You land outside the combat area like, well, fuck this. Uh, Russ, are you much of a console gamer? Like, I, I know uh, when you stream a lot on PC, but do you play a lot of PS4 <laughs> at all or? Um, the latest game, funny enough, I guess, uh, would be Until Dawn is the latest PS4 game I played. Well, at least you picked a good one. That I one, yeah. God, I enjoyed I mean, it a lot. I knew I was getting into like a movie experience, so for that, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. If you're in the right mindset, that game is extremely enjoyable. I loved it too, and you, people would turn around like, "You like that?" Like, yeah, I did. You know it. It it was like it was Scream. It was Scream the video game, it, but yeah. with really cool choices. It took me right back to the '90s again. That was actually a big, nice, cool nostalgia trip. Of it immediately invoked. Uh, I think we had a, we were all like uh, staying over at a friend's house for his birthday or whatever, and we got pizza and shit, and we had uh, rented on VHS Scream, and yeah. we wow. were watching that. That's the first thing that it reminded me of. I'm like, yeah, this is right right back to right back to the childhood years it was really cool but is there anything on this um playstation mega roundup i guess they're calling it that takes your fancy 
Um, I really do like the whole aspect of possibly like piloting a ship. Um, so the E Valkyrie thing, I'm already yeah. I'm already you need to that. you need to play it already. It exists already. Just get yeah. it. Do you have a VR headset for uh, PC? I don't actually. Yeah, it's it. It wasn't Oculus exclusive for a while, and then they put it on Vive, but it's also on PSVR, so you can yeah, play it on pretty PSVR much any of yeah. them. I don't know if it's connected in any like real way because you remember uh, what was it Dust Five One Four? I think. Yeah, I remember that. Did that? I, I mean, you know this amount about Eve. Did that affect Eve in any real way? Like it was supposed to, or like they wanted to, where like the money you make in your corporation, you could spend on the battlefield essentially and buy tanks and other uh, weapons and machines that, that would fight the wars for you, and you'd take over and fight over planets and stuff like that. But I don't think it ever came to fruition mm, i wonder if that was due to like community salt because i know a, a bunch of people are really fucking pissed they're like wow a console game is affecting our glorious like pc universe this is unacceptable i think that's amazing i think that's amazing too like it's like yeah but it's it doesn't matter if you can't access it i know it kind of sucks that it wasn't on pc and it would have made more sense if it was but it's still it's making your universe more interesting so that's a good thing right surely exactly yeah yeah i don't know if valkyrie has any real connection i uh, I hope it does in some way. Uh, I hope it but, does too, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be like a single player story driven kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's mostly multiplayer from what I've played of it. Um, oh, there's it a, yeah, the single player, uh, they may have updated it since then. Bear in mind, I played it on Oculus launch, so the game has come along a lot since then. The single player bit of it was like it told you sort of the name of your ship and you were a pilot with that ship and you had a few like missions with them that sort of brought i mean one of them was incredible it brought you into a giant battle where there were battleships and like there were so many ships flying around everywhere it was amazing but then it's like well this is actually the world of tanks now basically like it's a multiplayer sort of 6v6 space fighter game but they did just put in a carrier assault mode which is really cool especially considering the scale of the carriers so yeah i mean you'd enjoy it i'm just not sure if it's got the depth to keep people playing that's what a lot of people complained about when it first came out is like this is really immersive and it looks amazing but it doesn't have a great deal of depth to it so mm -hmm. but they have just done a new uh update so i should dive back into that actually let's see see how that goes uh, but yeah that was a very impressive like uh playstation experience lineup honestly that it kind of came out of nowhere that was really certainly upstaged the fucking game awards when it came to their world premieres like, they yeah. must be kicking themselves, like, wow, we didn't get oh. to announce Last of Us 2 or whatever. Nope. Nope. That's that's Stranding new trailer happened during Game Awards, right? It did, but we learned nothing. I will say the most interesting thing to come out of that was I the fact that the two trailers are connected. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. That when you play mm. them at the same time, things, like, happen, and you're like, oh. Yeah, things sync up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Weaponized babbies. And Hannibal's in it, and I'm just delighted. I, I just want to point out that at PSX, the funniest thing was uh, we were in line. We just finished playing Horizon Zero Dawn as Kojima's panel ended. And the two of them were right next to each other. So the line for Kojima signings wasn't a line. It was like a crazed mob. And so I was just like, how do we get out of here? And people were like <laughs> screaming, like, ah, trying to get oh to God. him. And, oh, no, that's terrifying. And I, I was just like, I don't think they want a signing. I think they just need answers. Like they just if they're like me, they're they like, want a lock of hair. What is going on in your head? What is happening? Yeah. I it's like know just that. in case he does die before the end of it, they want a lock of hair to attempt to clone so he can continue <laughs> to work. That's how it's gonna be. Yeah. Oh god. 
yeah, but pretty impressive. You know, half of this shit's multi-platform, which is good. And I'm pretty happy about that. Like, Nier Aut They've been bouncing around on Nier Automata for ages. They're like, oh, it's totally coming out at the same time on PC as it is on PS4. But now it's not. But now it is. But now it's not. But I want to play that. The original... The, you remember earlier when I was talking about the way that, like, the animation in all of the Team Ico stuff is really cool? Mm -hmm. Nier, which is on PS3, is the other one that's really, really cool. It's not by them, but it was a... Uh, Kind of a very strange Zelda-esque game. The animation on the main character and the combat was sublimely good. It it looked what so natural. Nia. It's spelled N-I-E-R. Uh, it's like an action RPG kind of deal? Yes. Uh, it's yeah. very... I mean, I think it's it's gained quite a cult following since. As a result, it bombed when it first came out in 2010. Uh, it's developed by a company called Cavia. They were responsible for the Drakengard games, which are seriously fucking weird. Um, very, very, very strange. Uh, but they also they also did a bunch of other stuff. And it was... That game is something special. It, particularly its soundtrack is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, let me find the name of this track that you have to listen to. Uh, there's a bunch of OC Remix. Yeah, this is perfect, actually. Um... I think it's called OC Remix has a track called Nia Ancient Dreams. Um, go and download that track. It is a remix of this really beautiful vocal track that's part of the Nia Gestalten Replicant soundtrack. It is gorgeous. Absolutely you gorgeous. I mean, you already explained this is Platinum Games, so that's why it has like a big plus. Well, Platinum is the guys developing Near Automata, yes. Uh, it's just going to be a completely different game type. Like, it's set in the sort of same world-ish, but it's more, this is more of a kind of action game. Nia was a bit more like Zelda. Like, it definitely had action in it, but there was quite a bit of platforming, pushing of crates, solving of puzzles, opening of doors, that kind of thing. Uh, but it was weird. Like, the universe is very strange. Almost like, um, it's kind of a post, it's one of those post-apocalyptic settings where there's been an apocalypse and yet everything's really green. And like, you know, it's not a nuclear apocalypse, like the nature has taken back what it, you know, what it once lost kind of post-apocalyptic kind of thing. And there's a big weird mix of ancient and modern and futuristic technology going on. Uh, Nier is, I don't think it's backwards compatible with anything, so you would need to play it probably on a PS3, uh, I think think it was all yeah it was on xbox 360 as well but it is a awesome game really good very underrated uh extremely worth uh all worth you need a to know is the new the new one looks straight up like it could be just as fun as metal gear revengeance it yeah. has that vibe to it like, it probably will be yeah and I just, I just hope that it keeps some of the same uh aesthetically that it keeps uh that same world and because it was it was creepy a lot of it like the the robots assuming there were robots were like this is fucking whoa this is like dollhouse level creepy shit yeah, going on yeah. um it's yeah it's a very special game and it's something that a lot of people didn't play uh but unfortunately it is a bit difficult to play now because it was a PS3 game it i don't think it's streamable on mm -hmm. uh on the PS live thing or whatever and to buy a you can still get a copy of it, but you're going to be paying almost new prices for it, like even on Amazon, uh, like thirty five dollars for it because there were limited. It was a limited release. Well, is the it's not connected to this one, is it? Like actual story I wise, I don't know. 
Uh, I'm going to assume no, because so few people played it that it would be a very bad idea. I think there's probably going to be some lore connection, but I doubt you're going to have had to have played it. Right. Very, very much doubt it. Uh, but yeah, be beautiful looking thing. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to releases, shall we? Let's try and crack through these things as soon as possible. This is the stuff that, for the most part, is coming out on Steam over the next week or so. Indeed. Yep, so and a lot of this is, December... just warning you, a lot of this is shit, so try Always. and follow along. We're going December 6th through the 12th, so Great December 6th. We have Killer Clowns with a Z. Uh, yep. If, I like the sound of that. Uh, if you... Jesus. That's terrifying. If you want an example of uh, the, issue, the problems that I've been saying that VR has, that it has, all, it has all of these games that are exactly the fucking same, this is a prime example of that. Like This is like, hey, we're a VR game where you stand in one spot shooting guns. Isn't that great? Yeah, that... Yeah, no. Next... <laughs> Next is called Ley Lines, L-E-Y-L-I-N-E-S. I have heard good things about this one. Uh, it, Yeah, you are the last hope of a ruined world. Yeah, obviously doing the walking. I think it was a bunch of students oh. that made this. Yeah, it's a single-player action-adventure puzzle-solving game by a group of students with Florida Interactive Entertainment Academy. This looks quite nice, and it's free, by the way, because it was hmm. a student project. What a, what a fucking student project. Look at this thing. Like... You can uh, slow down time to solve puzzles. It looks beautiful. Uh, this looks very competent. Mm. Cool. Free download, cool. too, so give it a shot. Um, the next one is called Endless Night Alpha. Endless... There's a hyphen between Night and Alpha. Endless Night Endless... Alpha, right? I'm just trying Night... to read it. Oh, yeah. So people can actually see what it's the hell is. It's a room scale is. virtual reality experience for the HTC Vive. Mm okay. Oh, weird. Uh, I'm just sorry, just one moment. I'm just rearranging this damn thing so it looks a little bit better. <laughs> uh, it's like, there we go. That should fix it. All right. That's, yeah, that's a bit better. Go live with that. Cool. You're that walking sense. around in like oddly primary color saturated areas fighting monsters? Question mark? Uh, it's a VR game, isn't it? It's just. Yeah. It's gotta be. You can you can instantly tell it's a VR game by the janky ass movement in every trailer they ever make. Yeah, it's a room. It's a fucking stand around shooting things game again. Like that. This is the thing that people do right now for VR games because apparently that's the only thing they can think of. You stand in one spot. We need a name for it. Can we come up with a name for this genre? Because I was thinking platform shooter, but then that like makes it out like it's a platformer. Where is it really you're standing on a platform? Stoop shooter. Stoop a shooter. A super. St why? Stooper. Can you explain <laughs> why? Because you sit on your stoop and you shoot. But you stand. Stooper. You stand, though. You can stand on your stoop. You can't leave your stoop because you're stoop kid. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you're stoop kid. You can't leave your stoop. You got to sit on your stoop or else mom's going to get pissed. You're not allowed to leave the yard. This is an American all thing, your, isn't it? That I don't understand. All friends, yeah, all your friends come over to the stoop and you sit on the stoop. It's, 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 it's about as American as apple pie, man. What the next game? Yeah. <laughs> the next game is called Dead Hungry. It is says it? it is a fast-paced, hilarious, panicky action game in which you're a fearless food truck chef working overtime to end the invading zombie menace by feeding them. You sate their hunger with uh, this is now here's a fucking VR game that looks mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, so this is a mix of like job simulator, but you're fending off zombies by feeding them food truck 
items. <laughs> this I looks hilarious. This so bad. This looks great. So right now, I'm glad I got my Oculus Touch. I'm going to play this right after the show. This looks. <laughs> there's a person in the trailer smiling, so it's obviously. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Holy shit. I, I like how you can wave your hands like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this looks great. He's eating it. They're eating the food truck's lamp. They're eating the lamp. Oh my God. This is, this is amazing. All right. Cool. Um, the next game is called Galactic Fighter. It's a 59 cent game. Oh, great. Uh... 2D shooter where you fight against enemy spaceships. On the way, you'll become big and strong, but killing the bosses isn't so easy. Sure. <laughs> this got greenlit somehow. Next. <laughs> the next one is called Patchwork. Is it the... Yes! It's the adaptation of the board game. Patchwork is a very, very oh, cool. good board game. Very good. Uh, so hopefully the... I think the uh, this adaptation came out on iOS first. Um, I don't, hopefully the PC version is good. But yeah, this is a very popular board game right now. Oh, this next one. That's uh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's called Hunger Dungeon. Dungeon. A one to six player round-based multiplayer online battle arena game. Okay. Enter a cutthroat arena with more than 10 heroes to choose from. The game will be free to play and premium. Premium players will have access to additional characters and skins. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's sort of like, it, and by battle arena, that's kind of what they mean. It's more like uh, playing... I guess battle right than it is Dota, but it looks like it's like a free for all, and you, it's it's almost like uh, hey, what if you made tower fall like top down? It's got bosses and shit in it though. As yeah, well. yeah. As you, yeah. Each round yeah, is like there's a different there's mode. A boss, yeah. Like, yeah. mode. There's a dragon mode, which apparently I guess you, you know you're fighting around a boss or whatever. Uh, as much as I'm not a big fan of the aesthetic, the gameplay looks like it's pretty legit. Also, the characters are pretty funny. One of the heroes is a goblin profiteer. Like that's really cute. Yeah. That's cool. This looks cool. Yeah, yeah. i that. All right, next. Next game is called Drop Alive. It is a free game. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a free game. Um, it looks like just a casual platformer where, you're pl where you play a drop, you play of, a drop water. of water. Happiness is only real when shared, especially with a water drop. Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. Is it? You're going to have to... I'm not, I don't know if that's how it goes, but... It's, it's, I mean, it's free and it looks cute. I got to admit, that's a nice aesthetic. It does. It does look cute. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're doing pretty well so far. Yeah, not too bad. All the right. next game is called Super Kaiju. I'm so disappointed. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be. I know. The greatest Same. anticipated sports tournament on the planet is here. It has nothing to do with Kaiju. It's nothing to do with Kaiju. Kaiju. And why are they not super? It's, <sighs> Collect and customize your team of Kaiju. Those aren't Kaiju. They're like little robot men. They're just little mini robot. That's, it's VR. Okay. I don't uh, understand the kaiju? Kaiju. You are the kaiju. In your heart, maybe. Oh, oh and then it ends up just being a a, a stupor again. You, you're standing yeah, there with your guns. Yes, it's happening. Can't believe we've called it that. <laughs> oh, oh no, right this... on the show, stupor. It's just a why stupor. call it a super kaiju? There's no fucking Godzillas. Or... Where's your fucking Mothra? If you ain't got no Mothra. Then you ain't got no chance with me. Uh, Makes sense. Makes sense. Better, better uh, you uh, might really uh, dig this next this game. This next game okay. is dope. 100% dope. Um, yes, it's called this. Shadow Tactics mm. Blades of the Shogun. Yeah. So what they, ended, what, they were game. what they were trying to do here was they're trying to make a game that's like the old Commandos series or Desperados, which was mm. like 
there were these really cool isometric top-down real-time strategy games where you controlled a small group and it was like really if you got spotted you're fucked kind of thing oh. uh, commandos was amazing because you had like there were four different types of dudes in world war ii and they all had their own special abilities and you had to complete the mission controlling all four of them this is that but we're ninjas yeah um yeah. I, I've heard, yeah i've heard tons of good things about this so far yeah, i it looks think cool. there's a demo if uh is there a demo there is a demo they released an actual demo for a real video game in 2016 so you can try it and that sound uh yeah i i haven't got around to playing it yet uh because i remember playing commandos when i was a kid and being traumatized by how difficult it was but <laughs> and i haven't got any better at video games since then but yeah this is definitely worth a look if you like the idea of stealth games this can't be am i seeing the south park game on this list for that's not right surely i thought they delayed that till 2017 this is definitely are, that's a mistake it's 100 yeah. percent wrong yeah let's ignore that okay uh the next game is one that jesse and i were talking about being excited for yes um, we saw people playing it at twitchcon i believe yes um, but it's werewolves within it's a vibe game where you put on a headset and you assume like a person at the campfire and you're all trying to debate and figure out who is the werewolf. It's werewolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one it's night werewolf. But... Yeah. yeah. It's one night werewolf, but with VR um, and that, you know, very much showing the board game. I thought it was also coming to PS VR. I'm almost certain it is actually, uh, but yeah, Vive. It's not listed as what to use yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although it says Vive, you can, Bear in mind, anything that says Vive, you can generally use Oculus with as well because it's just Steam VR and Oculus is compatible with that. Uh, this sounds. I pl please tell me it has. If this only has local, this is the worst thing in the world. I don't There's, think it does because it can't they just were specifically be that, right? showing it at TwitchCon. Right. Because, I was like, going to say. could play it together. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, Ubisoft's publishing it. Yeah, Ubisoft's actually making it. This is Ubi one of Ubisoft's VR games because they're doing Star Trek VR as well. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, we should pick this up and give it it's a shot. Yeah. Do we have enough vibes between our streamer group to actually play yeah. this? I don't know that we do. Uh, we'll see. Uh, 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 I'll have one. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Mm -hmm. um, we, we can make something work with this. I'm intrigued mm -hmm. because uh, isn't it supposed to like, it's supposed to like track... I don't know exactly what it tracks, like, because you can move your hands around. Uh -huh. And I wonder, like, you know, how, how much of is really integrated into that. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I don't know. I'm curious, though. Mm. Uh, the next game is 3D Chess, which is 3D Chess. Well, we had to have a letdown somewhere in this lineup of, <laughs> oh, good, this actually looks really cool this week. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's chess, you know. It's it, chess. It, you it, know. it does what it says it does. Yeah. Uh, skipping South Park and then moving on to Arizona yeah. Sunshine. Here's which... another one that's supposed to be great. Yeah? It's a, yeah, and this isn't even a stupor. Apparently you can actually move in this one. Uh, this has got a lot of hype behind it as being a very, very good zombie shooter, a room-scale zombie shooter um, mm. for VR, where the gun it feels really good to use the guns and you can move around a lot. I have no idea how well the room-scale works, but yeah, this, is, this has got a lot of positive press behind it so far. Cool. And the last game on December 6th list is Kranga Harbor Frenzy. Which is it's a VR, VR puzzle game. game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess a lot of this blitz of VR stuff is because of Oculus Touch this week. But yeah, this is a VR puzzle game about stacking containers in a harbor. Perfect. And dropping them. Yep. I could see that being fun, I guess. 
Moving on to December 7th, we have uh, what might be similar to Werewolf. I'm Sounds not sure. Very Campfire, similar. one of us is the killer. <laughs> but this one doesn't need VR. Oh my god, we need this to play is... this one too. This one looks <laughs> shit. Are you kidding me? Look at how this one looks. I'm not. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, this. I do not find this one appealing. I will appealing play this with you, Jesse. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I, hope, I hope it plays better than it looks. Let me put it that way. Uh, the game after that is called Her Majesty's Spiffing. Oh my, uh, okay, I'm trying to actually spell this correctly. I'm gonna be kicked out. Uh, a quaint graphic adventure game following the exploits of Captain Frankly English and his trusted regional accented colleague as they travel through the cosmos in search of planets to claim for a new galactic British empire. Aesthetically, I love this. Is Girl of Corgi in it? There's a, there's a beef eater over there. That's good. The animation quite looks comedic. There's more than one Corgi rendered in this scene. There are Thank several God. corgis, actually. Uh, are you, have you seen the, the trailer? Are you watching the trailer? I'm watching the trailer. Oh yeah. my That's, goodness. Oh, the queen's a, going into a secret vault? This looks fucking great. Just, I can't even... <laughs> this is amazing. She just, See, oh dude. my God! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I've this got a... Be like an evil genius vibe. Yeah, I mean, it probably is like a point and click, uh, I guess, uh, but... Yeah, solve puzzles, engage in wit witty banter, deal with crippling claustrophobia for queen and country. This looks... Who made this? Billy Go... Who the fuck is Billy Go Entertainment? I don't know, but it, I guess this might be I the first know, game. I don't know, but you've got my attention. Yeah, this looks... What is happening this week? <laughs> December, apparently, mm. is a good month. Uh, All right, next. Everybody was saving it. Uh, Earth's Dawn is the next game, and it actually also looks like it might be pretty cool. It's a side-scrolling combat game where you fight an alien horde. Whoa! All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stabbing a big, big sword, laser gun kind of thing. Yeah. So yep. side-scrolling brawler, rising star are the ones who published it, who made it. Don't know who these guys are. May very well be sort of Asian developed. Uh, that doesn't look too shabby. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, the next one is a new tank battle game called Blitzkrieg. Is this sort of a realistic one? Uh, it... uh I don't know. I just yeah, it's it's, it's a war other. game. Yeah, it's a yeah. hex-based war game. Definitely not my kind of scene, but yeah. Yeah, I mean either. The next sure. one is called Best Buds. Oh man, I was hoping this was gonna be a marijuana game, but <laughs> no. But it's still pretty cute in the idea that it's a guy and his son. Like I think the developer made it. Yeah, it's made. It was a dad and son duo that made it together. Um, and That's it. Cute. Don't look too bad. I mean, you know, it's very much, hey, we're six, we look like 16 bits. It's like, yeah, you kind of do. You know, it, your aesthetic isn't too bad. I like your explosions, like your big orange explosions. Those are good. Bunch of different weapons you can equip. Reminds me a bit of Gunstar Heroes, a little bit of Contra here and there. That's not too, it's not too bad. All right, cool. Aw, this next game looks like it would be really cute for a kid. It's called Delicious Emily's Message. We talked about this last week. We did. Yeah, there have been other Delicious Emily's games. Yeah. But... I want this game. You cook it looks things. so cute. You run a bunch of Italian restaurants and things yeah, to make people happy. Bottle restaurant, apparently. I love it. Uh, the next one is called Rom Extraction. R O M in all caps. Rom. Is it stupor? Oh, it's a stupor. It's it's on rails. Oh, it's a stupor. Uh, it looks cool, but it's a the stupor. trailer has no fucking information at all. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there's the generic. Okay. We're in Unreal 4, and we're going to blind you with particles shit again. Yeah, that's yeah. happening a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's a stupor, by the looks of it. I don't know how good that is. 
Maybe it's good, maybe it's not. I know there's some good ones, but I don't know if this is one of them. <laughs> this next one look, looks like it also might actually be pretty fun. It's called Smash Brocks Arena. It's a team-based action game in VR. Uh, All physics, of their like heads physics. are ridiculous looking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Badger is not Top Hat Badger, but like whatever that hat is, Badger. It's uh, It almost looks like a physics-based... Uh, version of dodgeball like it gives me like a yeah. super disco dodgeball vibe like you you deflect the stuff that's coming at you and shit oh those are the heads right that's a wolf in a fedora all right eh, okay yeah all right looks like it could be fun uh and then the last one for the seventh is death crank death crank but this is a i god i hope this doesn't suck but it is early access it's a vehicle combat game it's supposed to be the best of... Oh, God, it's top-down. Shit. It's like, yeah! It's going to be like Twisted Metal and Vigilante 8 and Burnout and... Oh, it's to it's top-down. That's a shame. Oh, well. Okay, never mind cool. then. Uh, December 8th, we have Holy Avenger. Holy Avenger. It's kind of um, interesting looking. It's based on a Brazilian comic book. Okay. It's a beat-em-up game. Okay. Yeah. Wait, Waiting for the beat-em-up bit. I'm just looking on the... Yeah, so sort of two and a half D. Hit something. Yeah. Hit something. Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, it looks a bit jank. I'm gonna be honest, yeah. but it is early access, so give them, give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. Um, the next game is called Billiard VR, which I think we know what that is. A billiard VR game. Yeah. Uh, after that is Quantum Chess, which I feel like we've seen on this list before. Yeah, yeah I don't know what that. Yeah, it just keeps cropping yeah. up. It's like change the rules yeah. of chess by the blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after that is Demented Pixie. Demented Pixie. Uh, fairies, pixie sprites. Oh my! Many names have been given to the fair folk, born of magic and magic themselves. Yes, yes, yes. Doesn't tell me anything about the game. It's twin stick. Twin stick with roguelite elements in it. So in other words, you die, you die, but you're a little fairy in a top-down thing. This next game is so confusing to me. It's called Indie Game Sim. Oh, dear. And I, as far as I can tell, you do literally what you do in RPG Maker, except then you put it on a fake, like, in-game store, and then it does, like, the simulator part of the game where it's like, oh, this game did well, or this game did terrible. And I'm like, why not just that is actual RPG maker i don't understand i mean the thing is they're making like mario maker like platformers with this thing this is intriguing i that it literally has an in-game editor to create fake games for a fake audience <laughs> but but if you look at like the the gameplay of it you're making it with what's basically mario maker yeah. but it seems like you also have to play your own levels as well within it that's very interesting i have no idea how that could possibly work and i really want to know now that's really cool actually all right the next the next game is called the cows are watching and it's a cow tipping game uh, so oh okay that. <laughs> I, I can't figure out if it's supposed to be scary or not like me neither i was thinking that too i was like is this a horror game it's got to be some meta element to this right i mean fuck the start of the trailer is a stuffed bunny falling over I mean, there's got to be something crazy going on with this thing, right? It's literally, yeah, yeah. just cow tipping, and then, like, I can't... I don't know. You've got to be... One of us will have to here. discover this. One of us is going to oh, have to take, no. the, take the hit for this. I'll do it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, after that is Cannon Fire Concerto, which is another one of those really good text-based RPGs that have been going up. 
Um, ah, yes, yes. Yeah. After that is a game called Plans, P-L-A-N-N-E-S. P-L-A-N-N-E-S. A game of zero-gravity tennis. As you visit various planets in your spaceship, you're challenged by the planet's national teams. Outsmart them with a bunch of unique rackets. It's a... It's virtual. It's a VR space tennis game. I can okay. I can see that being pretty entertaining. I can also see that being a great way to throw your controller through the window. Uh, after that is Nuclear Contingency, which is a top-down action stealth game, but it doesn't look looks-wise. It's lacking, but it might be fun. Y- yes, I, isn't this the one I think we nailed last week? As this is the Metal Gear on the NES, but without any artistic direction. <laughs> I think it was that, so maybe not. All right, next. After that is Street Champ VR. Street it's Champ. Endless Crossing Road game in VR. It's Frogger. Oh, it's God. Frogger, but VR, yeah. It's, yeah, Crossy Road, I guess, and stuff like that. I uh, can't play it if there's no Aladdin strat. I'm sorry. I want to be an Amazon champion of fire. We didn't even get oh onto God. that, and we probably should, never should. Next. The next game is called Winged Sakura Demon Civil War. What? It is not a, it is not a Sakura game. Oh, just, okay. Just before any of us are expecting like lots it, of titties. I heard winged. I had winged. I mean, there Sakura. are titties, but. Okay. You know, never mind. It might be a Sakura game. <laughs> uh, it says it's a dungeon crawler. It says it's an RPG dungeon crawler. That means nothing. Like, there's been quite a few of the dungeon crawler Sakura games where you hit things that don't have a lot of clothes on them. Yeah. Although this this doesn't really seem to be one of them, I have to admit, looking at the yeah. screenshots. They have way more clothes than a Sakura game should, so mm-hmm. it's a fake. Uh, after that is Laser Cat, which yeah. I can only hope is the best game ever. It's You know it's not going to be. Damn it. Look at this that. thing. How would you say that? <laughs> because it looks like it was on the Atari 2600. <laughs> that and it was endorsed by G4 TV, and I'm not sure they even exist anymore. Uh. Well, after that is Nitro Plus Blasters, Heroines, Infinite Duel. No, Anime Fighter. It's Anime oh Fighter. Oh, my God. Anime Fighter. It's a crossover Anime Fighter, apparently. I don't know who any of these people are. It's apparently from certain esteemed franchises. Like what? Oh, Jesse likes this. There's a character from Sen- Sen- Senren Kagura and, s- and s- that thing. Yep. Yeah. You played that <laughs> oh, game, right? Senran Kagura, the one I with the I, I can outcook you and your clothes fall off game. No, I did play that game. Can I outcook someone in this game? I, I think this is a fighting game, and I don't think their clothes come off by the looks of it. Ooh. I don't know. It still looks pretty cool. All anime fighting games look cool, though. They do, so. yeah. I think so. The game after that is called Coffin of Ashes. It looks like it's a visual novel. Um, but it's got no, it's it's got like walking around RPG aspects to it. Yeah, looks kind of like an RPG maker game, just trying to be yeah. spooky. Yeah, you're you're exploring a mansion and trying to solve a mystery. Um, the game after that is called Intruder War Areas. Yeah, we saw this one last week. It was like you fly yeah. a thing around that looks like a helicopter, but isn't. Cool. Fuck it. December yeah. 9th, we have Conflict Craft. Wow. I'm pretty sure we've seen this damn thing as well, haven't we? Uh, we definitely have. Yeah, so that was the one that was defend and attack at the same time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Next. Next is Gladiator School. <laughs> what the fuck? Capture or trade slaves and command um, them to trade and fight for your house? 
what the fuck? Well, I mean, it, you know, that's, that's what gladiate. That's what kind of happened with gladiators. Although apparently a lot more than professional than that. Yeah, it's it's a gladiator training school. Uh, and fortunately, yes, the, the slavery aspect is probably going to get a few yeah, people maybe. a little little riled it's up. It's historically accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at. Uh, Looking at the uh, the graphics of it, I'm not 100% convinced on that one. But. Yeah, same. The game after that is called One Shot. Ooh. One Shot. Top-down puzzle adventure game. That's interesting looking. The art looks pretty. Super pretty. I'm into this. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't oh, like that dude, style of art at all. But... Oh, now, okay. Now I get it. Right. There we go. That's the stuff that doesn't look terrible. All right. Yeah, oh, it yeah. looks like Dugger's fan art. Aww. The little cat girl with the robot guy. Well, That's now we know why she likes it. Aww. Oh my god, they're all so cute. I have to play that game. Okay, uh, the next game is called Mystic Diary Quest for Lost Brother. Lost Brother. Lost Brother. It's an object game, isn't it? It totally is. Yep, next. <laughs> Star Brother. Kingdom, The Elements is the next game. See, incidentally, I proved that I knew that because that I said that before it popped up on the screen. See, my uh, my little uh, sense is still accurate. My superpower of detecting hidden object games still works. <laughs> this, I don't know what the fuck this is. It's a VR puzzle game by the looks of it, I think. Um, cool. The next game is called Attempt 42. It's just a minimalist uh, platformer, it looks right. like. Fair enough. Um, the game after that is called Whiplash Crash Valley. Super premium deluxe interactive ragdoll simulation game. Yeah, you're sort of throwing things around and having them bounce. You throw like a crash test dummy and have it destroy things, although it doesn't look... It, it looks like it's trying to be Goat Simulator. Okay. Uh, the next game is called Exoplanet First Contact. It looks like it might be kind of cool. Mm. Explore a wild and dangerous planet. Becomes a mercenary for a soulless corporation or ally yourself with oppressed free colonists. All of these sound great. It is an early access survival game, however... Uh, so, yeah. but it does killing, look super cool. You're killing space buffalo, so you know there is that. That is not yeah. something that is in many things. You know, hopefully it's very Firefly esque. Yeah, that would be the hope. The next game is called Natural Beyond Nature. Well, that so, doesn't make sense. It's a visual novel. Okay. Natural After me. that is Off Road Paradise Trial Four by Four. I'm gonna assume it's a four by four game. Mm-hmm. Would I be on the road with that? No, I wouldn't, because it's off the road. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no. The game after that is called Space Hulk Deathwing. It's a first-person shooter. That... Right now, anyway, it is the... Uh, That's just bad, put... apparently. I played a... Well, it's a Warhammer game. I played the beta a week ago, and it was a fucking mess. Uh, uh, hopefully they... Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm hoping... <laughs> that they have vastly improved it. Let me put it that way, because if it comes out in the state that it was in the beta, it's not going to go down well. Cool. Uh, the same people who did Vermintide? No, it's guys that did a game called I, which was w a weird fucking FPS. If it was the Vermintide dudes, I would have trusted them to do it right, but yeah, it's visually very impressive, but the guns don't feel very good. It crashes all the fucking time, and the way they do their weapon progression makes no logical sense. So I, oh, I don't know. I'm not convinced on that one. Okay, the next one is called Pawn. It's a psychological horror visual novel. Okay. One after that is called Red Spider 2 Exiled. Uh, six story roots. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a visual novel. Okay. Probably nobody oh. has a face, which is a bit weird. <laughs> On December 10th, we have Jade's Journey. Jade's Journey. What, what's, that, what's that all about then? Uh, it is an RPG maker game by the looks of it. Next. Uh, the next game is called Palinuris. Palinuris. It's free to play. Visual uh, novel, I think. Yeah, it looks like a visual novel. Yeah. After that, we have Himawari, the Sunflower. Uh, it's a visual novel. Great. VR, the anime girl's method. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> at least they're being honest about it. Oh, my God. Pretty girls, support your exercise. You can lose weight in an extremely beautiful VR space. This is the best exercise game you've never seen before. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't God. VR, but now I'm going to have to. For oh a reason. Oh, my God. What is happening? To this uh, world. Okay. They look dead inside. <laughs> dead. That's not like my anime girls. <laughs> oh, no. Gross. The That's next horrible. game is called Gods and Idols. No, there's no more video games now. This this ended all of them. Oh, okay. We're done. <laughs> nope. No, let's finish it. Jesus. Uh, Gods and Idols. Gods uh, and Idols. It's a space game. Uh, okay. It's a space game. Good to know. All right. Next. Uh, next is... Operation New Earth. Operation New Earth. Earth, 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 Earth. Um, intense sci-fi multiplayer strategy game. Mm. Oh. Create an alliance. Gather resources. Unlock advanced technologies. Fucking well, better not be Clash of Clans. Probably is. <laughs> but it looks neat. I have a strong feeling it's Clash of Clans, but okay. <laughs> But it looks okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And the final game is called Twisted. Twisted. Don't get it twisted. We have a clever action platformer game with combined with the best gameplay elements like time and object manipulation, clever Ooh. enemies, traps and challenges. Oh. The best gameplay elements. They're huge, huge. I, I'm not even going to pretend to be that. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, it's 2.5D puzzle platformer. Cool. And that's it. The end. Yay. Uh, no. Yeah. Otherwise, like last stuff like Last Guardian's already out, and I think all of pretty much all of the PlayStation games kind of out now for this year, mm. most likely. Console stuff. Neat. Yep. There's a pretty large list of stuff, at least if you have a VR headset, that you might actually want to look at this time, mm. which is neat. Pretty happy about that. Very cool. Right. That pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for watching, folks. Before we go, however, an opportunity to plug uh, Mr. Russ. You do have a YouTube channel, which I believe is Russ Money 86 but you're... What Russ am I Money. doing? Which uh, <laughs> It's just destroying things. But you mostly stream. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what have you got coming up this week, and where can we find you? I'm um, actually planning on streaming Eve, so I can promote my corporation. Very cool. That, so that's yeah, over at... Very exciting, so... <laughs> Riveting. I, if you want, I mean, I think Eve is best experienced vicariously. So, if you want to take that hit for us, I think that's pretty. That's a good thing. I think that's what I have to do. Twitch.tv/slash/rush/rush underscore money. I believe if that's you want to go find it. Correct. That's rush, 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 not rush. Rush yeah, underscore like money. Twitch.tv/slash/rush Limbaugh. Go find him. <laughs> no. Great. I can't have you making those kind of recommendations. For a moment, I thought we were talking about the band Rush, and I was very excited. That's fine. Cool. Dodger, you're in a cabin in the woods. Are you going to unleash the primordial evil? I'm assuming that I don't die this week. 
you will get uh, a couple things up on YouTube while I'm gone. And then when we come back, we're maybe going to just like sit and play all the way through Last Guardian. And yeah, you can find me on youtube.com slash press hard to continue. I'm doing Vlogmas, so a vlog is going up every day. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus and at dex bonus on all the social media. Cool. Jesse, coming up on the uh, channel this week, what's going on? I'm not sure I have to drive up to a cabin that a couple of kids are staying at. <laughs> I've got to get them out. So awkward. You know, you know how murdering is. Just I gotta don't show go. up when I'm taking my 10 hour long bath. Okay. And then, oh, no, no. I, I have to kill the rest of them first. Okay, cool. I just so wanted to make sure that... wrinkles, I'll call you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And more Final Fantasy, man. And uh, just more stuff with Cry and uh, Dishonor and stuff. You know, the huge cool uh probably doing a video on icy tonight because that's so good that deserves a video definitely going to work on that i'm playing around a bit with beholder which is a game about spying on people which seems pretty cool and i'm also working on watchdogs 2 right now i have the demo of sanctus reach which is a forthcoming 40k game that is a isometric strategy which is not bad actually so it's not a piece of shit which is always nice to see obviously i'll be looking at space hulk when it comes out we do want to play some Jackbox this weekend if we can we're trying to get some people together for that let's do some uh trivia There's murder party fun ass games in there there is some good shit in there some quiplash 2 some uh, tko t-shirt designing and stuff like that so hopefully we'll be doing that espionage is really fun yeah i still haven't played that one yeah, we haven't had a chance to touch that. So we should get everybody. We should grab uh, your group, Cry's group, and our group and do all this shit. That would all be right. good. Oh, God. That would the meaning of worlds. All right. Uh, the meme did you say the meaning of worlds or the meeting of worlds? Because both would be know true. What? I, think. I didn't, but the, I also sure did. The meaming of worlds. Yep. That's, that is it. That is going to mm -hmm. be a thing we're going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a couple more positive videos because if I don't, then people on Reddit will commit suicide. <laughs> Great. Thanks for watching, everybody. Stop posting. <laughs> Outside of that, I'll play around a little bit with Oculus Touch. And there was one other thing. Oh, yes. Uh, sitting in encoding right now, there is a 100-minute video about guns. Great. That guns is... Duel? Nope. No, oh, not that. About World War One stuff, we recorded a shit ton of shooting footage at the Battlefield Vegas range. It's taken several weeks to put together, but we've finally done it. Commentary with myself and Ian from Forgotten Weapons. If you want to be nerdy as fuck about weapons from World War One for an hour and a half, that is exactly what we did. If you want to see me almost fall over because the BAR 1918 is a stupidly large gun and shouldn't have been made... You will get to see that as well. And I will not hit anything. I can pretty much guarantee it. But yeah, that that is right. I think it's it's uh, that's either coming out tonight or tomorrow. One way or the other. And we're making some Hearthstone Weasel videos. Weasel decks going to be go. a thing. You have to go. <laughs> so do we. Yes. Goodbye. Corruptional podcast has happened. It's a real thing. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.